Geek Shock. Giant Robot! Because he was her first boyfriend, but as we're walking down the street, she's like, Wow, I, I feel like I just had a night of bad sex. Nice. <laughs> and I sort of turned and looked at Matt, and Matt sort of turned and looked at her. And then she looked at both of us and went, oops. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Not that I'd know what that's like. There you go. Well, it's like pizza. Even when it's bad, it's, it's good. It's like pizza. Full of pepperonis and grease. I don't know. I had some pretty <laughs> fucking horrible pizza. products are everywhere. When you peel you back go. the top layer, it gets red and saucy. Well, just because... There's a layer of crust on some of it. Just Paul can stay says, in you your mouth that? for way too long. Remember that if time you dip we, it in garlic, it gets better. What? Remember that time we ordered that... We were at Rawls, and we ordered that Tropicana pizza, and it got delivered, and it was just this glob of messy... bad news. It was like... I, you were cracking jokes about it, like, forever. I ate it. It was... Uh, oh, my I God. I didn't eat it. That's it was just like sex. One time, a friend of mine and I, in a game night, we ordered some pizza. They delivered to the house the kid brings the pizza to us because we were in the game room we give him the money he goes back and pays it um, a minute later we open the boxes and all these pizzas the cheese is all sloshed at one end of the box sure and we're like fuck and we call up and we're like this there's something terrible happening oh, oh okay can we get yeah okay we'll send more pizza but we were hungry so we attacked those pizzas so the guy shows up with three new pizzas, and we're like, thank you very much. And he's like, can you have the old pizzas? And we're like, oh, well, we kind of ate them. <laughs> well, they ass. never answered the phone when we called for <laughs> delivery then. And to top it off, we figured out what happened, and they had nothing to do with it. When the kid grabbed the pizza from the pizza man, he, he clutched it to his chest. Nice. <laughs> so he ruined the pizzas. Awesome. We had no idea, and well, we gave him yeah. shit for That seems like that, that to weird. happen in transit. Yeah. Yeah, but they never, ever answered the phone when Hilarious. we called the order again. You got three free pizzas. Wow. We were blacklisted. You got banned from a pizza joint. Yes, a pizza parlor a pizza banned store. by a gaming group. <laughs> It's no worse than getting banned from Wing Street. <laughs> well, Wing that's Street. just a blessing. That's a blessing. Yeah, Wing yeah, Street? Wing want. Street's doing you a favor. <laughs> Wait a minute, yeah. Isn't that something the Mormon church uh, pays money out to endorse, right? Ban on Wing Street? Welcome, folks, to this Geek Shock number 197. I am Master Torgo. The famous Paul. 80s Jeff. Commander K. Just Michael. Captain Luddite. And we're here to talk Weekend Geek. And, boy, this is going to be a strong one, folks. I can feel it. <laughs> I can feel it in the air. Don't don't oversell it. I don't think I am. Paul's had it with the overselling. <laughs> so Paul's just had it. I'm so done. Paul is 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 not in a great mood today. Paul has been reminded. That I've the been world in a shit mood <laughs> since place. Saturday. What happened on Saturday, Paul? Well, it's just my job. I love my job, but it's very hot, and I've been sweating balls all summer, and I'm busy, and I'm working a lot, and I'm just hot. And that's what's happening. <laughs> there it Just is. Just like verb. Okay. Hot yeah. makes Paul cranky. Yeah. <laughs> I won't talk about it yet. Well, well and we'll go hot. And I, can, you, I can vouch you, for it being hot and ridiculous. You uh, encounter a lot of people in your job, be yes. it in a short amount of time in your particular job, and they're hot. Yep. And when people are hot, they don't always behave the way they should. That's a fact. Yeah, oh, it's been a rough week it. all around. Yeah. It's been a rough week all around. It's just 
negativity out there. And then the crowning shit ball really whomped me on the head. <laughs> I, uh, all right. What are we talking about geeky things we did? Uh, well, first we were just talking about you talking about nothing. Well, we were pulling a Seinfeld there. Well, let's, I'm going to talk uh, about something geeky I did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I want to go ahead. You go ahead and start with your. Let's okay, start nice. so something positive. I have a very here. positive experience oh, out of this weekend. Actually, it was for many of you who may may or may not know, the Evo Fighting Championships were held here in lovely Las Vegas yet again this year. This time at the Paris. Uh, this is the uh, you know Super Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat, Marvel versus Capcom three, all these super fighting games done up with the best of the best players in the world going head to head, and um, I didn't go to the actual casino this year, but I watched a lot of the streams and they were really cool, great fights, great competition. Uh, lots and lots of exciting moments, and I guess this was one of the, if not the, highest attended Evo in history. Uh, I, you know, they're really packing them in. So, as far as esports goes, this one is really growing by leaps and bounds every year. And uh, been following it for a couple of years now, and it's just getting bigger and better. And I love it. Uh, they made a great announcement about a new version of Street Fighter Four, Ultra Street Fighter Four, which is going to be really cool. And, um, yeah, just a lot of fun stuff. And it's just great to watch that community because they are a bunch of total nerds, you know, absolute basement cases who just obsess on a video game to the point of expertise. And the game is all about fighting, punching, kicking, biting, stabbing, shocking, you know, flipping out on your opponent, right? It's a straight-up violent video game. But at the end of every match and at the beginning of every match, there are handshakes and hugs all around from that crew. Yeah. Those guys are the nicest competitors that you're going to run into. And I just think they do a wonderful job for the most part. Of course, there's always going to be some bad apples. But for the most part, they promote a real sense of community. And, uh, you know, it's it's fun and to watch. Proper competition. Yeah, my buddy Steve, he, he plays games with uh, his friend. And they've got boys. They've got young boys, mm -hmm. seven, eight, ten-year-old boys. And so... Uh, Probably gets pretty heated there. Well, he has a rule in his house. After every game, you shake hands and you say, good game. It's just part of the gamemanship. That helps. And so when Steve and I, whenever we play video games, it'll be funny because we'll play Madden or whatever games that are good to play against each other. And we'll get so pissed at each other and be like, God, God, you fucking... Good game. They would shake hands. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, it's just like, it's but a good it does. Rule. It, it's an important thing, though. It's a it's good like, rule. It's very know, important. Yeah, it's very important. To, they used to make us do that when we played soccer back in uh, in like grade school. Yeah, well, you remember that and bullshit? Even, but see, and even professional hockey, they still. You do remember it, that yeah. bullshit a couple years ago with that asshole kid had a tack in his hand or some shit like oh, that? Yeah, yeah, when yeah. Everyone yeah. was going along, giving everybody the fives yeah, after yeah. the game. No, I hadn't yeah. heard oh, that. Oh, he went and stabbed a bunch of people. I'm like, God damn it! What the hell's wrong with people? Not the right lesson. Anyway. None of that shenanigans at Evo. Really fun. Good, entertaining gameplay. It's a little tricky to follow some of it. I bet. But it's, but it's pretty great. I got to think some pretty heavy gambling, too. Yes, on the side. Not so much Not on the... Officially through the, the casinos? No, no, I don't think so. Really? No, 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 no. Oh, I would think no, the no, sports no, no, book no. has got to be putting money on that. These dudes don't go that route. They, have a, they had a Monopoly money game gambling system set up within the community online so if you wanted to you could go and just wager to see if you how you know make, make your bracket and see how far you could take your players or whatever yeah. um 
they did that. But then as far as like the money game, as far as those dudes are concerned, it's after hours in the hotel room throwing down hundos about who's going to take who. And that's where the real cash flow is. I'm surprised casinos aren't banking in on that. They probably are. I mean, you can pretty much bet on anything in the sports I books. Don't, I don't know how much. I don't know if any. I mean, you could game, bet on the Oscars. There might be. There might have been a pool for it, but I don't know of it. Yeah. I'm not saying it wasn't there. Yeah, yeah. I, I just don't know. But I know there's plenty of money matches on the side. That's a big part of it too. Yeah, well, they, especially you're in Vegas. Oh, how do you not, dude? They, that, but that, I mean, it's like it's everywhere. Yeah. These guys have a community. That's oh, a yeah, big, no, yeah, totally. a big part of it. Is you know, but you know, used to be you'd stick your quarter up there for next game. Now it's like here's <laughs> here's two fifty. Let's see if you can hang for five rounds. <laughs> mm-hmm. Cool. Well, sweet. What other geeky things got involved this weekend? Uh, I got uh, a bunch of crazy stuff for my birthday. Thanks to these guys in this room. Happy birthday, man. Happy Thank birthday, you. Man. Thank cool. you. Happy birthday. Uh, yeah, Torgo got me a, a Creo uh, version of the Enterprise. Like, Creo's bad Lego, right? Yeah. It's, well, I don't know if it's bad. It's just it's an alternate uh, connectable It's an alternate universe form. Lego. It somehow but, uh, slipped through the multiverse. It's the it's the 09 <laughs> and theory, Into baby. Darkness version of the Enterprise. It's pretty cool. It's got like a pop-up bridge. Uh, Saucer where it pops up and you see the bridge. It's got oh, light up stuff on pretty it cool. too. That sounds pretty uh, cool. It's got lights in it. Got that. You got me a uh, uh, Back to the Future Part Three Diamond Select version of the uh, the time machine. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> it's on the the rail. I know what he likes. The rail the train, wheels. Huh? Cool. Uh, just Michael got me uh, the uh, Halo Four uh, Warthog in a Mega Blocks version. As because ain't none of us laying down <laughs> Lego money. And then yeah. uh, <laughs> I actually picked up some Lego Batman. And uh, I was well, yeah, but that's for yourself. Batman that would have been cool. I loved the video game, <laughs> but it wasn't. It wasn't that Batman. And then, so uh, I put it back. I'm like, oh, I, okay. that's not the right Batman. And the famous Paul got me uh, uh, Kirk and Spock uh, Diamond Select figures. They're really nice, really Pretty detailed. Damn yeah, I I was kind of really surprised. I'd figures, seen the pictures, yeah. but I didn't realize how good the sculpt was until I. I saw it in person. It's there. weird. They market them as action figures, but they're clearly just stactions. They're, yeah. they're straight up little maquettes, really. Yeah. They have they have a little bit of movement, but they're really just statuettes. Well, I mean, they, they they're nice. Look they look yeah. great, yeah. But they're statuettes. But they're two individual figures, but the bases look like they snap together, so you can mm-hmm. put it together as a little piece on your shelf. But uh, you made out, yeah. man. You made out like nice. a bandit. What was the Creo thing that that Paul got? You oh, uh, he got a mini version of the the same uh, 2009 and oh, yeah. Into Darkness. We all uh, got Enterprise. your stuff that you have to put together. So yes, uh-huh. except uh, <laughs> the others don't have 432 pieces. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Enterprise that, that Torgo got me has 432 pieces. I'm trying wow. to ease you in a model. Well, you know uh. what? I watched I watched uh, Pixel Dan's review of that. Okay, because I was interested, and it only took him about a half hour to build. It so. doesn't look super complicated. At the same time, it's a lot of pieces. It's to a keep lot track of pieces, of. and it's not as explanatory as some of the Lego stuff. Right. Some of their descriptions are a little bit trickier to follow because I have a bunch of the Creos for Transformers. Right. Because I've been collecting the little Creons, the okay. Transformer Creons, mm-hmm. and the instructions are not as good. I will say this though, uh, having put together some of these Lego models in the past. Or, or the, the Duplos and whatever, the, the various um, brands. Uh, it's not, like, super complicated, but it's also not super easy either. And when I see Especially pictures... Duplos. Yeah. When I see pictures of some of these really elaborate models oh, that yeah. some of these people do on the internet... In fact, I went to a, a showcase here in town one time where they had just, like, a, a giant room full of lego models that they had put together as well as like and there was another room that was uh, hand painted and hand 
like your regular um, uh, buildable models like you do, uh, Torgo, that it just, it, it was amazing. I'm sitting here going, I can't imagine how many thousands of hours some had to go into some of these. Because, I mean, they're oh, big yeah. and, like, super detailed. Some of that is people's life work. Oh, yeah, absolutely. What well, the geeky things you got again? We're going to talk about game night. Is that going to happen? Yeah. Uh, I watched uh, for the first time uh, Andromeda Strain. Oh, and? I enjoyed it. The I original mean, one? or the Yeah, the original, okay, you know, yeah. like uh, 60s. I love the original one. It's, it's, it's very much of its time. It's you know. dated, but it's still fun. Uh that sort of invisible threat, sort of the first outbreak movie. Right. You know, and before we really got into making those movies. It's funny how long it takes them to get to anything. Right. <laughs> it's like yeah. an hour in before you like, oh, okay. But isn't there something to that? Yeah, no, that's part of its, yeah, yeah that's part of why yeah, it's. It's not like branded. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, doesn't that really just let you ground the characters for a moment? Yeah. Maybe see someone on the screen for more than two minutes before you nice. blow their goddamn face off creates, and ask me to give a good god it shit. Gi- it creates a fucking. Sen- oh, certain, we're not. I know we're not. We're getting dangerous. <laughs> we, can we talk about the, something else for a little. <laughs> you know, it's no, funny. It's, um, we it used gives to you time. It does add some suspense, and and there's a bit of a mystery there, and it's it's. But it's fun to watch the level of decontamination and the level of co- like they go down, you know, a, almost a mile into the earth, and they're like six or seven levels down. Of course, they can't get out, and then they have the yeah. No, it's a, if if you haven't seen it, it's not a bad movie to see. Yeah, it's, I remember uh, we had a regular at, at uh, Quarks that worked. Uh, I think it was JPL. He worked for NASA, and when they had the satellite that did the. Uh, the comet passed through and it was bringing back the comet particles. Yeah. Uh, we were talking in there one day and he goes, yeah, we're really, really trying to be very cautious about this and, you know, not have a public media nightmare about something breaking out because we don't want to have an Andromeda strain. Yeah. And it was funny that, you know, everybody at the bar knew exactly what he was talking about. And then I remember seeing something like that in the newspaper the other day or the few days after that talking and they referenced the movie in the article, and hardly anybody seemed to know. It's like, wow, yeah. this is just definitely not. Uh, no, there's only oh a certain yeah. now a certain segment that, that is point. aware of this yeah. Yeah. this movie and the, those potential. I, so. I avoided the movie for years when I was younger because I thought it would be a uh, a much scarier movie. You know, as a child, I, know all I was scared there of that is movie. to know about Andromeda Strain. That is a scary movie. <laughs> <laughs> yep, the Andro- the real Andromeda Strain goes. <laughs> <laughs> if I remember correctly, uh, the screenwriter for that is uh, the uh, God. I, can't, I, I just totally lost his name. Uh, directed Star Trek Two. Nick Meyer. I think Nick Meyer yeah, is a screenwriter and yeah, possibly I director. I'm gonna have to look that one oh, up. Oh, that's again, cool. But, I'm. I'm uh, putting a baby toe into reading his uh, View from the Bridge book. Oh, okay. It's good stuff. Because he waited a long time to write that book. Like, Smartly. He just didn't want to... Smartly so. <laughs> he, he, he lays his cards on the table pretty good. It's nice. Yeah, he's not, oh, pulling, yeah? He's not, he's not pulling punches. It's well, good. They, they've, yeah. they've, they've, I've, I've been told that he he doesn't really mince words I when love it comes it. to talking I, I, I about love I'm reading it. I'm his like, experiences oh, with an Trek. honest, interesting take on stuff. He's great. He's great. Yeah, he's definitely... Yeah, he knows what he's doing. So we had game night. Yeah, yeah. we did. Uh, we, uh, just you know, our typical everyday game night. We started playing a dice building game, a Lord of the Rings dice building yeah, game. Yeah, I remember you got it. You were very excited yeah. about it. And so we we, we played. It. We figured it out, and yep. it's it's. Did we? Yeah, yes. we did. Guys, we sure did. The you ba- guys did. Everybody, world. <laughs> everybody versus the game. 
I like those games. You know, Sauron's Sauron's Sauron. the bad guy. You try to get through all the locations. When Fuck you get through all Lord. the locations, um, you win. And then whoever has the most points is the actual winner. So there's a competition to it as well. Sort of, but yeah. but if but if you don't, you know, make it that far, everybody loses. Gotcha. Yeah. So, so you have to fight the so game. There's one winner or nobody right. wins. Yeah. And all so, right. And the basic idea all is one. cards get all. corrupted, and if a certain number of cards get corrupted. Uh, you lose. You lose. Everybody yeah. loses. Cards representing types of dice. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. So there was a Lord of the Rings card game that was similar where yeah. the, okay. you put the gems on and if you got too many, you got corrupted. And yeah. Oh, okay. You turn evil. And so in a Sauron's time, based on how many creatures he has out there and, and various dice rolls that you've made, uh, a player has to distribute the corruption. And it was great because uh, this is the second game we've ever played of it. And we won. Nice. We'd gotten all the way through the locations. We're at Mount Doom. I, we're, we're at Mount Doom. I had the ring. I was the bearer of the ring. He was. And That's it a burden. the bearer of the ring's responsibility to dole out the corruption. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can dole it out or you can suck it up. You, 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 you Be can, a man and suck it up. You can <laughs> <risk> <laughs> your victory by eating Not those suck corruption points. Not suck it dry. Spend some victory points to eat up You lose points. your victory to <laughs> glory. Glory. Oh, glory so you let another player win. So, well, you you, you could sacrifice their deficit in your glory. Yeah. Did you find yourself in a glory hole? So everyone. <laughs> so, if, <laughs> so if you're ahead, you're the <laughs> ring bearer. How much corruption take... got sucked out of your glory hole? <laughs> All I had to do was <laughs> have five corruption. Taken my glory, out of the glory hole has no corruption, my, my friend. And the driven snow. Was like all, he had, all we had to do now is just lay out the corruption, which was Mike's was my turn. Ju- to my job. And he'd already told us what he's going to do. He's going to corrupt this card, this corrupt, corrupt this card, and then uh, suck up five glory. Yeah, <laughs> suck it up. Suck up five glory. Point. Be a man. And, suck it up. And game over. We game win. Over, and then we, we, win. we win. Awesome. Ring goes in Mount Doom. And well, what so, I, what so we're already kind of but, already. But put, as put I'm our sitting there with together. the corruption points in my hand, being uh, corrupted. Fifteen corruption points. This is a yeah. lot of corruption. You points. were being corrupted. Uh, <laughs> I saw that there was uh, a you, seven, a three, which I said we were going to do. I was uh, doing that one and that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Now we need up ten. And I take the other five. But I was like, I was like, but there's one worth five right there. I'll just put them on him. So I go, boom, 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 done. Corruption's and out. I don't have to take it. And I look down and go, oh, shit, we just lost the game. Uh, that was it. We you became it. Gollum. You became, became Gollum. Yeah. Okay, the this was, this got was the better of you. I, <laughs> later on, when I looked back, this is what happened. Uh, Frodo is climbing up the mountain, and he can't do it anymore. He looks to Sam, and he says, Sam, I can't make it anymore. Sam has to Sam carry. comes up, and he says, I can't carry the ring, Master Frodo, but I can carry you. And he picks Frodo up, slips down, scrapes his knee, scuffs scuffs himself up, rolls down the shale, never makes it. <laughs> didn't <Yeah>. didn't <laughs> make it. Come on, Mr. Frodo, and let's owe me back. Oh, back. Yes. Oh, owe me back. Oh. <laughs> Sauron's avatar. Oh, yeah. Sauron's eyes oh. just beating down oh, on no. us. Mr. Frodo, oh. call Rudy. Oh. He needs to run this ball into the end zone. Oh, it's one oh. too many taters last yeah. night. I just can't oh, lift too you. many taters. It was awesome. Potatoes. And he, he was so damn proud, too. He's like, oh, 10. Uh, seven, three, that's 10. There's five. five. 15, 15. We, and, and we lost. And let's count our points. Oh. Hence you saying that they had figured out the game, but you have I, I missed something. You still have corrupted. 10 fingers. Why didn't you lose a digit for and that? It was, it, was, it was a testament to our geekery that we didn't even say, okay, take back 
back that five. Let's That's not yeah. what you wanted to do. No, you we played was, the game. We talked no. about this. No, we had yeah. lost the game. Yeah. <laughs> it was over. It was, it was yeah, magical. Awesome. It was like that last corruption hit that last card, and that's it. But he was. He was corrupted. There's no chess rules. You Just were rules. corrupted. It's done. Yeah. Fascinating. Rules. You were corrupted. Yeah. It was I was amazing. corrupted by the ring. And poor little Andy. Fact check, Andy. You know, it's first like time a work night. And he's Crying. like working short on hours, and he just like stared at the board and stared at Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I was here Speechless for all up. this time for this, <laughs> building up to a yeah, win. That's about two, uh, two hours of it's game. It's a two-hour game. Sam goes, exactly oh, lost, me yeah. back. And oh, me back. And Andy's like, oh. <laughs> oh, me back, Mr. Frodo. Oh, me back. <laughs> so. um, on a similar note, I've been playing that new uh, 2014 Magic on uh, Xbox Live. Is it good? Real good. As good yeah, as it's always yeah. been? They've released it on iOS, so I might be playing on my It's tab. better because they've got that deck building element now with the... the oh, good. Yeah. It's, That's what it's, I've missed. It's constrained, Okay, but it's better than it's ever been. Is it been. constrained to keep it fair? I think so, yeah. yeah. I mean, well, yeah. Which I'd imagine it would happen. Because otherwise, there'd just be OP killer decks all over the place, yeah. and nobody'd ever have any fun. Well, that's exactly the problem with the card game. You open up, you open up, I believe it's 10 booster packs as you go through the, the, the deck building yeah. mission. So you get five to start off with, and you build the best deck you can out of those five booster packs, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, you're going to probably go two color. It's very rare to have enough to go single color. Um, and. Uh, and you're going to compromise all the way through. But you're going to, you know, the game. it gives you really cool tutorials on how to put your deck together. Uh, and it gives you hints as to far as as far as what, what it thinks you, you need to be doing. And then every every third boss, you gain another uh, expansion pack. You gain mm-hmm. another a booster pack, rather. Yeah. And so you can start to incorporate those cards into the, your existing deck and on and on. But there's a limit of, I believe it's 151 cards after it's all said and done. Or I guess it's 150 because it's 10 booster packs, 15 yeah. cards per. So it's 150 cards out of those 10 booster packs that you get to play with to make this deck. You can't get them from any other sets that you've opened. You can't pull from it. You get 150 cards randomly just come up. But I don't know how very random they are. But whatever it is, it's that 150 limit. But there's still something fun to that. It's kind of an expanded version of what of, of, of the booster deck stuff that we like to play yeah, yeah. where you open up a fresh pack and just go with it. Yeah, I love that. But it's not as constrained as that. Okay. And it's nice. I think it's for like a dollar or two dollars you can open up another slot you get two slots for free and then you can open up another slot for a buck or two to do it again and again and again so you can have like i don't know probably i don't i don't know if there's a limit as long as you're paying you know, you can 10 or 12 decks, yeah. custom decks like magic man whatever you want yeah you know what i mean like and it's and it, and it really gives a little bit more player ownership to it I like it's not that. perfect but it's a step in the right direction and it's a lot more fun all right, Paul's talking about slots and decks, and he hasn't really uh, and made glory it. holes yeah. and glory holes <laughs> and, and glory holes and corruption. Crazy joke about it. Not yet. yet. Uh, <laughs> I don't joke about. Twenty thirteen was a great game. I really enjoyed that. And what's great about the Magic on Xbox or Xbox Arcade, or even on the iOS, is the rules are in the system. You don't have to sit there reading the card, going, "What does this mean?" Exactly. It's all in there. It's all done. Exactly. It's it. You know, you, you learn it, and then you play it, and you go, "Oh, that's what it does." I thought it did that, but I wasn't yeah. sure. Or, "Oh, I had no yeah, idea I've what that did." Yeah, actually, learn stuff. Yeah. Playing the game. Yeah. Being like, oh, that's how that works. It's a really wonderful companion piece to the actual physical paper stuff, uh, and it's definitely crack light, man. Because yeah. And Ooh. you know, I got to throw it out there to PC game owners and uh, tablet owners. That a lot of the board games out there, I mean, board games are a, a, a huge investment. You're talking $40, yeah, $40 plus a game. if you want a yep. new game. There's more and more board games creating iOS versions, PC versions, that cost under 10 bucks, And gives you both a multiplayer and a single player experience with these games. So if you want to try out 
a new card game, uh, a new deck building game, a board game. You know, all the major ones are there. The biggest ones, Catan and so on. Um, go ahead, throw six bucks down. See if you like it. If you like it, then buy it. At the same time, I mean, yes, forty, fifty dollars seems like a lot for a board game, but we'll shell out fifty dollars for a, a, a video game. I'm not saying it's not worth it. Yeah, and but I, and I personally have probably gotten more hours of entertainment out of pretty much every board game I've bought than any video game I've bought. I could certainly concur with that. Yeah, but, but I've also right. but I've also bought games in the past. That well, you buy stinkers sh- every now and then, but I didn't gel with. Yeah. You know? I've bought a couple. I've got a couple in fact, on my there's shelf. Been a, there's been a few based on actual card games, and I'm like, I'm glad I didn't buy that. No, I hear you. I that. hear you. I'm my glad pro- I have it but here. But that's video games, too. Yeah, yeah, that's say, that's also why we rent the video games. My problem yeah. with board try games. before you buy ability of having the digital version okay. is really beneficial, and yeah. you're absolutely right. And there's, there's no reason not to throw five or six bucks at them if you, if you dig the idea, get a taste of it, and then if you really want to go whole hog. Sure. And I know here in Vegas, a couple of the game places are letting you rent board games now. Yeah. Uh, so they'll get a new game out, and I they'll know, be like, hey, you want to board it? Or, if nothing else, they'll open it up, and if you've got an hour or two, they'll play the game with you in the store. Yeah, if you like Shop it, Magic they'll is really let you buy it. That. Yeah, House of, Little House Shop of Magic, Magic and yeah. a couple of other I ones. got burned on that because I rented the game uh, Fart on This Rag and then Smell This Rag. <laughs> and you don't want to use a rented copy of that. <laughs> no, well, no. Gotta, oh, really? I would figure of all games, if you, you wanted to play that game... You want a fresh really? That's you got yeah. burned on that? I got <laughs> burned. I got really burned. You can't reuse that rag. Huh? So no, I don't know why. You're... You didn't wander the rag. I gotta there's say, there's there's a certain the dice roll that doesn't let you go through the laundry process. You gotta, no, before you even start, you gotta you gotta. Oh, now he rag. tells me. Thanks yeah, a lot. Oh, yeah. Where where were you last Friday you when I was carefully. sniffing dirty on rags? On the cleaning phase. <laughs> Look, if you're gonna play that game. Hey, the hey, bleaching you, you phase get it. And I mean, the there's a sticker phase. on there that says, phase. please be kind yeah. and wash the fart-soaked rag. But not everybody is be kind and washes the, the fart-soaked yeah, really? rag Apparently. before they turn it back in for the next renter. Well, if, if you get a rental of uh, fart on this rag, if the rag's moist, you, you want to return that rental. You don't want a moist rag. <laughs> yeah. So my issue with tabletop games tends to be I have a lot of great ones. <laughs> Look, I'm trying I'm to get serious here, man. <laughs> You fart on this rag and then smell this rag. Well, the problem with fart on this rag and then smell this rag, it's got a minimum of three players. It a- absolutely has a minimum of well, three players. Well, I don't always have two other people with me that want to smell the rag. So no, I, I, I would hope you'd have nobody to smell the rag. That's not the winning. At least that, that The game. digital version allows me to play it without needing other people sure. to do so. And they're going to have that I love DVD how you work that version out. that when you run it through the DVD player yeah. and it heats up, it'll smell like fart. Yeah, it smells like part of the rug. Yeah. <laughs> I played the DVD version, and the actor they got to play the fart master, he's real cheese ball. Hey, everyone. Uh, you know, it's the fart master. Nothing ruins sm- smell the fart soak rag than a bad FM. We need a good fart master. We need master. a good FM. It's really a huge part of <laughs> fart on this rack, smell this rack. Yeah. For the those FM you, makes it. He for makes those of you who don't know, for those of you who don't right. know the game. All right, guys. All right, guys. Let's let's start up. Okay. You enter a room. In the center of the room is the rag. One of you must fart on the rag. I'll do it. Well, roll for initiative. Oh shit! <laughs> no, don't shit on the rag. Just fart on it. Well, I I fumbled. Oh boy. <laughs> well, he rolled double zero. <laughs> S- sorry, Elf. Looks like you're in Shark Town. 
Shark <laughs> Well, hey, at least it wasn't a half orc. <laughs> you don't want that half orc shark. <laughs> that's got, an pe- elf shark that's got any pieces day of elves in it. <laughs> that's funny. Somebody was saying at work about that stupid movie Sharknado the other day. <laughs> and I thought, he, I I thought they watch. said Sharknado, and I'm like, Sharknado, really? Nice. <laughs> Somebody that's, Sharknado. That's a, that's that's shark, no, no sh- but like shark as in like the, yeah. the, the fish. But, but thought I thought they, they said shark. shark. Sharknado. Oh, like Sharknado. Sharknado. And I was like, what? That, that's Paul's movie. <laughs> what movie Don't is this? Don't move in on his territory. Well, I mean, and I feel bad because uh, Ed Boone's not getting his credits where credit's due from the Soulnado, which is one of the greatest <laughs> inventions of all time the in, the Mortal, in the Mortal Kombat mythos. It's still there. It's in MK9. Uh-huh. They talk about the Soulnado. Yes, they do. <laughs> I love the Soulnado. It's a tornado of souls. <laughs> the first Time. Better than a tornado. The first shark. time that thing popped up in that game was with Paul's old apartment. We're all just hanging out. It's like three in the morning. We're already like getting tired and loopy, and then fucking Soulnado pops up on the screen, and Paul's like, "The Soulnado!" I love it. Because you know, it's it's in one of the ending videos for the things. Like it's like Shao Kahn through the the. the Fallen warrior souls into the soul NATO. Like, he did what? <laughs> he laughed like a little girl for about ten minutes. Soul NATO is one of my favorite things because it made me laugh so much. I love those things of that like so out there, and they just lay it out there like everybody's going to be like, yeah, yeah soul oh, NATO, sure, yeah, soul yeah, NATO, yeah, yeah, of course. Oh, uh, totally believable. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I Why would I even question Duh. that? Of uh, it's in Outrealm. Hello. Really talked about all <laughs> Outrealm's kind of like that. Bunch of soul NATOs. Yeah. All I gotta say is, don't buy a trailer in Sol- in, in Outrealm. <laughs> if you have a trailer in Outrealm, you know what you're getting you into. You kind of deserve <laughs> to get hit by a Solnado. Exactly, you do. Exactly, <laughs> you do. You don't want to live in Shark Town, Kansas, either, because nope. the nope. Sharknados, Sharknados come by all the time. Sharknado Alley. <laughs> Shark- Sharknados are Jaws's answer to trailer. I just can't parts. wait for Sharknado Week. Sharknado, Sharknado Week. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Oh no. Uh, News you don't give a shard about. Squirts. Uh, the following is an actual question from the Tufts College application essay portion. How would you answer this question, gentlemen? The ancient Romans started it when they coined the phrase carpe diem. Jonathan Larson proclaimed, no day but today. And most recently, Drake explained... You only live once, YOLO. Have you ever seized the day? Lived like there was no tomorrow? Perhaps you plan to shout YOLO while jumping into something in the future. What does hashtag YOLO mean to you? Tufts College application. Well, well. I want to mm-hmm. smack people when I, I'm like walking along and I actually <laughs> hear, hear them. Here you go. It's like, it's like, oh, well, YOLO. And I'm like, smack. Say it. <laughs> Say the you're gonna say the fucking phrase. Say the fucking phrase. Don't say YOLO. I want to, or when they say LOL in out in public, and I'm like, you really? You should have you like a pack you of couldn't just laugh. They say, say oh, LOL, IRL. I, I I agree. If they're not gonna spell, if they're not gonna say it out, they should just STFU. Yeah. <laughs> hashtag, oh. hashtag YOLO. I, they they put the hashtag in the question. They put the hashtag. Well. I'm well, gonna open to a restaurant. Yep. I'm gonna open up a restaurant where everybody has to wear funny skinny ties, 
and uh, they serve nothing, nothing but but yogurt, and it's going to be called Yolo Bolo Froyo. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. I got fucking masons up there slapping shit down. It was, you know, I, I, I almost it didn't. It didn't require that much. Oh work. no, it was good. It was, I hope they're Freemasons. They're not charging. They're free now. <laughs> they're not coming back. That's for sure. Nope, that was it. That was a one-time build. <laughs> I almost want to start using hashtag Yolt, Y O L T. You only live twice. Oh, okay. Okay. put uh, put Sean Connery's just, face yeah. on it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> just just Yolt. to mix it up, see what people get. It's like what? It's like, Never mind. You're money dumb. penny, YOLO money penny. <laughs> <laughs> so jump. <laughs> <laughs> I would laugh my ass off if that happened in the next movie. <laughs> oh, James. <laughs> YOLO money penny, YOLO. <laughs> And the world died. Yeah. <laughs> that's the name of the movie. That the world died. That's the name of the next Bond <laughs> oh, that's movie. That's the name of the movie. <laughs> yeah, that'd be the, a next, good one. the next Bond movie is hashtag and, and the, the world hashtag. died. <laughs> hashtag and the world died. That's oh. I like that. <laughs> News you don't give a shit about. Money penny. This the script for this film needs to be trimmed a bit. We've got more than 140 characters. Hashtag YOLO. <laughs> Hashtag YOLO, money penny. <laughs> uh, I've decided. <laughs> He's killing himself. Money penny. I've decided to take my car underwater like it's a submarine. How about that? That sounds a little crazy. Well, guess what, Money Penny? Hashtag YOLO. I'm doing it. Which I like bond that. Are I like that. Every uh, huh? Which bond are you supposed to be? I don't know. I he's, he's all of them. Nobody knows. He's, he's all of like them. Like like I, I yeah, also I like Yolt. Y- y- you, you make an acronym YOLO. But you say full out hashtag. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, why isn't yep. HT YOLO? Or hit YOLO. Nope. Hitty YOLO. Pound, pound sign YOLO. Pound sign YOLO. Pound sign. Oh, and a splat's an asterisk. Is that it? Huh? Yeah. It's called a splat now? Yeah. It's an asterisk. It's a, it's a splat. I haven't heard splat. Splat actually, remember when third edition came out in D&D and they had... Those thin little books that was like the complete and Rangers book or the oh, complete yeah, book. Yeah. They used to call them splat books because the splat was just, you know, it's the, the it's the Ranger book. It's uh, the fighter book. And I book. got burned because the splat book was missing from my copy of Here Fart on this Rag. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah, no, that game doesn't work if you don't have the splat book. You got to know your rags. You don't have the splat book. You got to be able to separate your rags. You, don't, you can't tell the difference. Hashtag YOLO. <laughs> splat it up. You can't play Smell that. this rag, YOLO. You can't play that game without knowing those rags. <laughs> we gotta, we gotta reverse engineer an acronym out of splat. Some <laughs> saying so we can be hashtag splat on Ugly Couch Show's Twitter. <laughs> All right, I'll put those Freemasons to work. <laughs> <laughs> News you don't give a shit about. 
Offering free Wi-Fi in public parks is a great thing for cities to do because it helps the uh, underserved citizens get online. Uh, New York City already has free Wi-Fi in a number of parks thanks to a deal with AT&T, but they're expanding the program through a new deal with Cablevision and Time Warner Cable. Unlike the AT&T Wi-Fi hotspots, which are free all the time for everyone always, the Time Warner and Cablevision parks will have a 10-minute daily limit on free access. And what's worse, users are only allowed three free 10-minute sessions per month. Once your unreasonably low time limit runs out, you'll have to pay 99 cents per day for access, which is not terribly unreasonable, but basically works out to a bait and switch when you visit a park that claims to have free Wi-Fi, only to be asked to pay for it 10 minutes later. So. Well, there is a serious problem with the hobos using Wi-Fi in, uh, in yeah, yeah, exactly. Central the Park. <laughs> Just stay, keep going to McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> McDonald's has got that free Wi-Fi thing on lockdown, there man. There you go. They do. Besides, how much spanking to porn can you do in 10 minutes anyway? <laughs> Yeah, all that you need, really. I all mean. of it, yeah. Jesus, it takes me that long just to find something <laughs> that'll get my... Dirty yolo. enough YOLO. Exactly. YOLO, money penny. <laughs> <laughs> you only live once, but it takes longer than 10 minutes to spank it. Whoops, splat. There we are. YOLO, splat. Hello. I'm all done, money penny. Get my rag. <laughs> no, not the fart rag. Not the wrong rag. Oh, not the fart rag, woman. <laughs> wrong oh, rag. God. Oh boy. Oh, don't smell oh. that rag. Oh, money penny. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Yellow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I need a whole new game of. Uh, I just basted rag. these turkey trots. <laughs> this is Jesus. disgusting. I've made a real mess of things here, Money Penny. I've been seasoning that fart rag for six years. All, all the extra strength gain in the world isn't going to fix this, Money Penny. Uh. <laughs> you don't give a shit about. When you get a new copy of Fart uh, on This Rag, yeah. you do need to season the fart rag, much like a, a cast iron skillet. Yeah, it's like it's like a, it's like a good whetstone if you don't use it right. Yeah, if you don't season you it properly, <laughs> it just won't last. It'll, t- it'll it'll deteriorate very quickly. So so Kirsten, just for you, I used the uh, the acronym maker here for splat. Oh yes. <laughs> you want to know what your acronym is? My acronym. This is all of us. <laughs> the stupid one that it came up with. Yes. All right. Shark, physical, lube, android, truly. (laughs) (laughs) Truly, sir. Truly. We just got to get some balls in there, and that's a ugly couch show. um. Shark, physical, lube, android, truly. Shark, physical, lube, android, I can see that in modern parlance. (laughs) I know you don't give a shit about. Despite Apple's draconian anti-porn policies... The Safari browser on the iPhone and iPad remains one of the best porn apps available for Apple's mobile devices. And that's because it connects to the Internet. And there's porn on the Internet. Mm. Uh, Tennessee lawyer Chris Sevier is suing Apple because he accessed porn on his Apple device. Uh Sevier's case is based on the idea that the Internet porn he stumbled Mm. onto essentially ruined his life. Well. He claims to no longer to be able to, extingu- to distinguish between real intercourse and porn. The complaint says, quote, 
The plaintiff could no longer tell the difference between internet pornography and real tangible intercourse due to the content he accessed through the Apple products, which failed to provide him with warnings of the dangers of online pornography whatsoever. What site was he on? I need this URL. (laughs) (laughs) It's so good. You can't even tell the difference from real sex. (laughs) What did this guy stumble upon? What piece of infinite jest-like material did he discover? ever actually really had sex because <laughs> doesn't sound or like he has. maybe he's just been fucking small devices maybe he has devices yeah. devices uh, Ricky Gervais tiny Ricky Gervais <laughs> and that's not real that's not nope. gonna feel real maybe he has a Japanese love pillow oh. uh, I doubt it he sounds like a represso goofball that is just no that's just weird bullshit Sevier is demanding that Apple sell their devices with some kind of safe mode to protect people from all that scary pornography. Sevier promises to drop the lit- litigation if Apple complies with his puritanical demands, but Apple products have a safe mode already. You put your device on airplane mode, and it won't be able to connect to the Internet anymore because that's where all the porn is. Problem solved. So, I mean, how do you stumble <laughs> upon... It's like if you do a gurgle, a Google, gurgle search. If you do a search, I do a gurgle. You get a list night. of websites, and then if it's very rare that you click on one and suddenly there's just porn there, that's going to alter your reality of what real sex is. I mean, it just doesn't make any. No, it makes no sense. This that, is this, oh, it's, it's a big pile of dumb. It it's a big pile no, of dumb, and it, oh. he's he's a. Fool for taking it to a court because if he followed his thought process out, what he wants to have happen is companies to tell us what we're allowed to watch. That's bullshit. Nobody wants that. And some people he, do want that. He some doesn't even do. want he's, that. He's right. Some people do. It's a litigious society. Yeah, and that's what it really gets and down to. He's yeah. just trying to get some money. Yeah, and he is a lawyer. He so. just he's, wants he's, well, he's he, needs, he needs to lose his... His, um, yeah, he should. He should be disbarred for this. He should bullshit. be disbarred for this. Yeah. yeah, it's ridiculous. But he might not. He might be glorified in the annals of legal history. Who knows? He's glory to the anal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pound sign that hashtag. You splat. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Weekend geek. All right. Yeah. Here's another one. Slow peach lateral autumn terror. You know that thing doesn't work. <laughs> it doesn't yeah. work. It doesn't work well. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't work well. Not even well. <laughs> no. It at least gives you so, like a. It's like a thousand monkeys typing in a thousand typewriters. I just come up with five words and start <laughs> yeah, with yeah. the I mean, yeah. hey, just for you, Paul. Summer it was the best potato. Of times. It was the blurst of times. The blurst of times. <laughs> you like, stupid you monkey. <laughs> <laughs> One of the best bits. Here it is. Summer potato llama Afghan tourniquet. There you go. There you go. There you go. That's just as good. I'd say better. That sounds like a B-52 song. <laughs> <laughs> summer potato. Llama it's a summer Afghan potato. Llama Afghan Summer potato. Llama Afghan tourniquet. It was a hot summer afternoon <laughs> when we were all baking potatoes. Look out for that llama. He's got a tourniquet on. Stop, llama, stop. You can't stop the llama. <laughs> llama, 
Llama's got a tourniquet. Llama's got a tourniquet. <laughs> Who gave that tourniquet to the llama? Llama's got a tourniquet. Afghan tourniquet. Hot potato. Afghan tourniquet. Summer potatoes. Afghan tourniquet. And the llama has a tourniquet. <laughs> Who gave the tourniquet to the llama? Yeah. Hashtag splat. <laughs> Here's a fart rag. Smell the fart rag. <laughs> Where's your ice box full of fart rags? <laughs> Out in the garage, I have a whole ice box full of them. <laughs> Fantastic. It's been five years since director Neil Blomkamp uh, released his indie hit, District 9. But it sounds like he might finally be coming back to the franchise that made him famous. His sci-fi epic Elysium, starring Matt Damon, is opening soon with uh, quite a bit of critical buzz. And he already has his next product, product, uh, project, project? Yeah, that one, Chappie, in the pipeline. Uh, after that, it sounds like District 10 could be a real possibility, as the writer-director has already written an 18-page treatment for District 10, according to a profile on Wired. So a sequel? Yes. Nice. A full-on sequel. I really I liked the original. Yeah, I don't know if I really need a sequel, but okay. If it's uh, if it's got the same, God, that was just such a good movie. Yeah, it was just a well done movie. Yeah, and Elysium looks really good too. So I'm yeah, excited I'm for that. Yeah, I'm looking forward to Elysium, and I'll uh, I'll look forward to this too. Uh, last week we talked about uh, how Fox is uh, putting together a pilot for *Leave Extraordinary Gentlemen*. Yeah. Yes. Well, of course, it doesn't take long for Alan Moore to. Uh, <laughs> to, voice his, <laughs> to voice his opinion about things I hate everything Hollywood uh, This is what he had to say uh, Me and co-creator Kevin O'Neill Have been chuckling about that one <laughs> We only heard about it the other day When DC Comics did the recent Watchmen prequel comics I said all sorts of deeply offensive things About the modern entertainment industry Clearly having no ideas of its own And having to go through dustbins and spittoons In the dead of night to recycle things uh, the announcement that there is a League of Extraordinary Gentlemen television series hasn't caused me to drastically alter my opinions. <laughs> now it seems they are recycling things that have already proven not to work. <laughs> yeah. Wow. What a dummy. Wow. And, and that's just it. You can't make it work on the big screen. How can you make those ideas work on the small screen? Especially in network television. I mean, well, although... As we know, that's true. They have it's the powerhouse writing team behind Smallville. <laughs> Anything is possible. I mean, I mean the only reason you would say that it might work because it didn't work on a big screen, it might work on a small screen, is as we've been saying, these well-crafted series they have more time to take tell a the longer story. journey, and so you have more time to to fully explore I these complicated I that and multi-dimensional characters. I wish I had the faith that that's what they're going to. That's do. the problem. Is when you say network television mm -hmm. and right. you say some of the people that are behind it. And we did say FX is a possibility. It does, but it still does make you a little hesitant. You know, it. I yeah. mean, X-Files was able to break that mold. Yeah. Uh, there have been plenty of examples where a show has gone beyond the range of what you think would be possible. Well, West Wing even in its West own way. West Wing, yeah. sure, yes. There's lots of great TV shows. But this yeah. could possibly be But one. he's right. I am, I'm surprised at how adamant he is against his work coming to that medium well i think it's because I mean, of his point here why do we have to constantly recycle ideas that have been done in really a format good ideas well yes but he explored them to the extent that he wanted yeah, to explore that them he wanted to and in a format it. that he chose to explore them into the last time it was done it was pretty poor and it was poorly done the last yeah. time it was done so i but i don't trust that they could even do it right i agree with that frustration of 
why can't we come up with some new ideas? Well, <clears throat> although you have to admit it's kind of ironic that uh, he's making that comment based on a series that is drawn from public domain characters. Yeah, he's, he did, yeah, Jekyll and Hyde and all Granted, those Granted, yeah. he did a brilliant job of it. Yeah. But that's, you know, hey, that's Alan Moore, YOLO. <laughs> Have you seen that, by the way? That's a meme on Facebook. Somebody shopped a, a screen cap of Moore in interview. He's wearing a black shirt, and somebody shopped YOLO on the shirt. <laughs> on his shirt? Yeah. Wow. Oh, just, no. just Alan Moore leaning forward talking, and there's YOLO. <clears throat> Lord. Author of 30 Splat. Days of Night, uh, Steve Niles, is bringing the adventures of Ash to Dynamite Comics with Ash and the Army of Darkness. Uh, this story will act as a true sequel and tell the story of what happened directly after the film ended, as per Steve Niles himself. What I'm doing with Ash and the Army of Darkness is a complete reboot. We start with the last fame frame of the film and the go right to the next. It's a wild ride, and I think fans of the film will be very happy because I'm bringing back a lot of what made the movie so fun. My run of Ash in the Army of Darkness takes place almost entirely in the 1300 setting. That was what made Army of Darkness stand apart. I hope readers agree. Army of Darkness is a blast. It is. And the uh, Ash comics that they've been making that are post that yeah. are good. Not great, but they're good. So, but he's kind of saying this is a whole new direction. Right. Oh, he's not following the comics. Right. He's, he's, he's <coughs> basically saying those, comics, those comics don't exist. Uh, this is the what happens the after comics the comics were inspired by the movies. Yes. So, I mean, yeah. he's saying... Look, basically, this is a comic book reboot. <coughs> yeah. Yeah. In his mind... Not that it was, but the comic books are basically fan fiction. Now I'm going to show you what really should have happened. Yeah, yeah okay, yeah, that's it, right there. Also through Dynamite, I believe. <laughs> I mean, no. Put, puts out some good stuff, too. Not, to, not less Top Cow? Comics, but yeah. <laughs> Dynamite's not quite to the Top Cow level yet. <laughs> they're close. <laughs> but they're getting there. They're I mean, like they're right uh, under. They're like nipping at their heels. The boys they? is <laughs> Dynamite. Uh, Kevin Smith's Green Hornet went through Dynamite. And also, I'll Irredeemable. I brought it to the, sh the Ugly Couch show. But Ash versus Freddy versus Jason, yeah. uh, based on oh, the yeah. uh, script that was shopped around Hollywood, is a fantastic read. Oh, was there, it fun? There's yes. a screenplay of that? So much fun. Hilarious. And they made a comic book from the screenplay. Brilliant. Dynamite tends to do that. They'll find those great genre screenplays, and if it's not been... What a funny idea. That's kind of a, a funny movie. idea. Yeah, oh, the, the script it, was being shopped around after uh, Freddy vs. Jason came out, and it just kind of stalled and never went anywhere. Was so Freddy vs. Jason made any good? Yeah, yeah, that was a lot of that's fun. actually fun, it was fun. Yeah. and made a lot my, of money. That's not my cup of tea, so I didn't watch it. That was a fun one. Yeah, and that's, that's the one with Kelly Rowland in it, right? Yeah, yeah. Because I remember seeing, I saw that in the theater. I think I remember seeing a preview. We and all I was went like, to see it together. Really? I was I in Hollywood. Think, at the I time. think a bunch of oh, us. Okay, did. well then no, I don't know who I saw it with. I'm pretty sure I, a group of us went and saw it. Okay, then there that makes sense. I know I was with some people because it was dumb, but it was funny. Not long afterward, broke that Fox was developing a potential X-Force film. Seems like the project has already found a writer. The Hollywood Reporter has confirmed that Smallville, Jeff Wadlow, Smallville, 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 Smallville. Uh, who wrote Kick-Ass 2 and Bates Motel, huh? is signed on to pen the X-Men spinoff with longtime X-Men franchise producer Lauren Shuler. I'm sorry, Lauren Shuler Donner attached with a, in a supporting role. Uh, not much is known about the project other than it's happening. But X Force comic writer uh, Robert Liefeld has been dropped. Dropping Rob Liefeld is the, the executive producer. Uh, no, they write. No, he's saying the X Force comic writer, the original writer. Yeah, has been uh, dropping a Dr. lot of Tiny hints feet. on Twitter. Million pouches, man. And yeah, so he's huge, heard huge people, small feet, lots of pouches. 
<laughs> it's nothing heard... like big eyes, small mouth. It's mm. weird. He's heard it will likely focus on the popular 90s version of the team. Blah, 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 blah. I just thought you needed to be interrupted again. <laughs> which was led by the character Cable and also featured Deadpool. YOLO, hashtag, yeah. pound sign. <laughs> uh, YOLO, hashtag, fart rag. That's interesting. Hashtag, fart rag. Summer potato llama, Afghan trinic. <laughs> and uh, this is a Vin Diesel tweet. If we, if we say it a few more times, we'll have to make a t-shirt. Oh, it's going to catch on. It's wildfire. A Vin Diesel tweet. Uh, yeah. This is oh, oh I thought that was a Vin Diesel is this, tweet. Is this Marvel? It's all a Vin Diesel tweet. <laughs> no, oh, Vin oh, Diesel. Oh no, they, Vin, Vin Diesel, Diesel is a tweet. <laughs> Vin Diesel tweets that tweet has a maximum of twenty characters, right? That, like he can't really go beyond one hundred forty characters. I think seems like a lot for Vin, don't you think? One hundred forty. Oh. He's a smart guy. He is. <laughs> oh, wow. he's a super yeah. smart guy. Now. Played D and I've never met him. He has to be smart. I am his best friend. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I apologize. <laughs> then tell him to stop making those stupid movies. No, he don't, make, don't stop unleaded. making those stupid movies. No, Keep that's making the money smartest thing he does. But he's do a rich man because those of those money. stupid movies. Yeah. He's doing, he, well, dude, he's doing some Starbury stuff. What, what are we, well, he's doing that. Yeah, the next Riddick. Riddick. That hey, Riddick did, uh, good garbage. Do you have any Riddick. news about him or did anything? Did he tweet anything recently? There's a little something. What did he? I know what he tweeted. I know what he tweeted. What? Oh, Chris, best friend. He put a cryptic thing up about his Marvel stuff yeah. yes he did and he and he put a picture of himself next to giant man he did but Henry this is this, this it's more about what he tweeted take it as you will this is the tweet because we uh, never do that I, <laughs> I take it any way i can get it <laughs> marvel meeting today only the people in the room can tell you what was discussed p.s Duh. thanks to our page for pushing to make it happen you know i get tunnel vision with my work and after that meeting today Wow. Tunnel vision. Yeah, that's the that's what people are kind of taking from that whole thing. Hmm. What does that say to you, Kirsten? Oh, tunnel. No, we're uh, that tells me mole uh, man. No, I don't know. That, uh, yeah. <laughs> I know what? Really? <laughs> yeah. He's gonna be mole man. Oh, I'm yeah, going man. Incredibles. I was going with Doctor Strange, but okay, that's Doctor Strange. You think he could be Doctor? No. Str- <laughs> hey, I heard who they just rumored is going to be Doctor Strange. Russell Brand? No, uh, no, the uh, Robin. What's his name? Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Oh, yeah. Really? He's he's responded mm. to those rumors so far. So yeah, nothing, right. He's yeah. responding. Going, oh, I don't know nothing right. about no Doctor Strangeins. I like Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I don't know that I want him to be my Doctor Strange. Sure. Doctor Strange's mm. makes a fine soda, by the way. Really delicious <laughs> Doctor Strange's cherry soda. Doctor Strange's cherry choker. <laughs> it's delicious. <laughs> if you get a chance, it's check it, it out. Get it's, it a go. Good, it's a good Doctor, chaser after the fart rag. Doctor Stranger's <laughs> oh, Grape Crusher. Oh, delicious. Doctor Stranger's Ooh, Cherry Choker. <laughs> grape Crusher and grape Cherry crusher Choker. And cherry choker. <laughs> Sounds mm. like these would be on the menu at the Chicken Shack or whatever. That's. <laughs> <laughs> the chicken shack. Got a problem with it? Welcome to Mabel's Chicken Shack, y'all. Get yourself some fried no, chicken just and the pussy. Opposite, chicken really. shack are you that talking about? Good chicken and some fine waffles. <laughs> Giving a hard time. Chicken I think he's talking shack. about the chicken shack in Pahrump. That's it. Yeah. That's I gotta even remember the name of it. Chicken Shack. I mean, yeah. the Chicken Ranch. Chicken Ranch. Chicken Ranch? I like ranch in my Chicken Shack. The Chicken Shack. That's just a single RV. It's not a whole bunch of, you know. The chicken Shack is like the uh, it's like the food truck version of yeah. the Chicken yeah, Shack. Yeah, yeah, 
yeah. food yeah. truck. Yeah, yeah. I drive a U-Haul around there, and I got it. I got. I spray painted coop on the side of the fucking thing. I spray paint coop on there. Come, get, come get a taste at the coop. I don't have a come on down to the coop wagon. Just yeah. Come, come fly in the coop for a minute. If, if you can't make it to Perump, Perump will come to you with the old chicken shack. Chicken shack coop. Here you go. Pahrump is, you know, the new name, of course, for that famous uh, old Las Vegas city, Elephant Fart Rag, Nevada. (laughs) Elephant Fart Rag, Nevada. Is that an anagram for Pahrump? You never heard that? That's an urban urban legend. Pahrump, it used to be called Elephant Fart, Nevada. And when they were incorporated, it's like you can't have a name like Elephant fart. Was it really elephant fart? So th- actually, I, I actually have been told this is an urban legend. But so. it really was elephant fart. No, I've been told this is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Urban oh, legends so are you real. You trapped me, damn you, Paul. Yes, it really was. Oh, god damn it. Well, I and mean, so the. Re- I had you going, and then you trapped me. So, I know, I did. So the sound that an I, elephant I'm fart I'm lost. Pahrump. And so they need oh, yeah, 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 yeah. oh. an elephant's fart would be that's perump. the joke. Yes. Yeah. Well, a- actually, you see, man, then what they were trying yeah. to apply yeah. is yeah. the sound that yeah. an elephant yeah. fart would yeah. sound yeah. like perump, man. <laughs> Cross the banana out. I got <laughs> one word for you: onomatopoeia. <laughs> <laughs> now the door's open to your brain, huh? <laughs> It sound like what it say like see Parump elephant fart like splat jizz rag goopins goopins it's like the old joke in Chicago where they say they got three streets in Chicago that rhyme with the word vagina Polina Regina and Lunt that's the old joke. <laughs> So, Vin Diesel. That's it. That's okay. all for the Tunnel day. vision. So, what do we think he's going to be? Tunnel I'm, rat in the no new G.I. Joe? No idea. No idea. I, I, I assume it's, he's applying the vision. 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 Yeah. Tunnel vision. Ah, ah yeah. vision. Because he's bald, like I said. Yep. No, don't let him be vision. I don't think that's good. I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I just. Whatever. Who knows? I just love the, the crazy eyes statement. from Riddick, and I can see it. Oh, the opening statement. The only people who can tell you what happened in that room are the people that were in that room. It's true. That's true of any conversation. Oh, like, well, well a few no, because the NSA. NSA <laughs> you know what I mean, Riddick, assholes. Yeah, exactly. Riddick, Riddick's <laughs> the probably The only people uh, who can tell you what happened himself. in that room are the people in that room and the NSA. And the people with the teraflop of data over in the next city. <laughs> Balls. Okay, so the vision. He, mm. I loved West Coast Avengers. Oh. Not you love you love the vision. You didn't like West Coast Avengers? Yeah, no, I was eh. the seventies Avengers. That's, that's well, see, I grew up with West Coast Avengers. That's why it struck West me. West Coast were the Hollywood Avengers. I was a right? baby. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, the Wonder, Wonder Man. Man. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Man. I could see him as Wonder Man actually. Well, didn't Wonder Man? In my continuity, my understanding was the Vision was Wonder Man at this point. Well, well the brain patterns. Yeah. yeah. Right. He died. Yeah. Wonder Man died, and then was transferred into Vision. Yeah. That's why the Vision became more uh, human than Android, and fell in <laughs> love with Scarlet Witch again. And yeah. Well, who wouldn't? Oh, that dude. Hello, Scarlet Witch. Yeah. And the new Avengers was supposed to have Quicksilver, throat? right? Yeah. Quicksilver which, and Scarlet Witch. Yeah, you can't have Quicksilver without Scarlet Witch. I should hope. They're, they're kind and of weird the Vision. That way. Can't have the vi- can't Scarlet have Witch Scarlet without, Witch the without the Vision. Yeah. Yep. 
And you can't have Quicksilver without... Mercury. Mercury. Bingo. You can't have Mercury without... Uh, Iron? Grease? Lead poisoning. (laughs) Lead poisoning. I was close. (laughs) No. You can't have lead poisoning without... Blindness. Bullets. I thought you couldn't have mercury without dolphin. <laughs> I don't know. Is that is dolphin you can, dolphin free tuna, mercury? Tuna, 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 tuna. I want tuna, some dolphin yeah. free mercury, please. I would like some dolphin <laughs> free mercury. That shit's hard to come by. <laughs> that is expensive <laughs> shit. Yeah. Yeah. Little known fact: your Chinese emperor used that for his grave. Every thermometer years ago has like ten percent. And dolphin. all the mercury that's left is dolphin. Dolphin and taint. It's dolphin dolphin taint. Yeah, dolphin it's all taint. dolphin taint. Most of, uh, this mercury is thirty percent dolphin taint, Doctor. How are we to get any kind of it's accurate reading on find. our mercury? It's test? the purest we can find. Great. Well, I hope the president likes the smell of dolphin taint in his mercury bombs, because that's what he's getting. Oh boy. Thank God we've made these mercury bombs. Why did I ever sign up for this secret operation? I'll tell you why. Because you wanted a life of danger. YOLO! YOLO money penny! Ha ha! YOLO Mercury! Mercury rising! YOLO Dolphin Taint! <laughs> You see, Has- man, what he did there is he referred to something we were doing <laughs> Hashtag dolphin taint, everybody. Money penny. I got to hashtag that dolphin taint. Splooch. <laughs> Splat that dolphin taint. Oh. Hashtag YOLO. You know, that kind of uh, leads us very well into this next story. I can't imagine why it wouldn't. <laughs> I keep fishing long enough. I'm bound to catch a boot. The submarine car from the James Bond oh, movie. This is why it was fresh in my mind. The Spy Who Loved Me is going up for auction in September. The car is being offered by RM Auctions at their sale in London that runs from September 8th to the 9th and is heavily it's the heavily modified Lotus Esprit Series 1. And of the six such models used in the film, it's the only one that's actually a working submarine. Uh, what's crazy is that this car sat somehow in a storage unit for a decade before becoming part of a Storage Wars-style blind auction. Uh, the car was unearthed for what RM calls a modest winning bid, uh, which probably didn't even cover the cost to make it in the first place. That's because when the car was built in 1977, it cost $100,000 to make, and that translates to roughly uh, half a million dollars today, making it uh, making the uh, hydrophilic Lotus one of the hell of an expensive prop. Well, way back then, they, they really didn't know how to make submarines yet, so it was all new technology, sure. really. So if you're interested in buying the car, you can learn more about it at RM's website. Just prepare to uh, to bust open the piggy bank. If you're making a bid, RM Auctions sold Sh- uh, Sean Connery's Aston Martin DB5 used in Goldfinger and Thunderball for about $4.3 million in two- 2010. And so. that doesn't go underwater. That exactly. doesn't even go underwater. <laughs> but this one well, doesn't does, drive on land. Just... This is only the underwater <laughs> version, right? It's just a one-way trip. <laughs> yeah, really. It's, it's just, I mean, you're not going to be very <laughs> happy with how it... Uh, well, this it is going to be a... form sh- well underwater. There you go. not drive off of a long pier, money penny. But YOLO! Here we go. <laughs> it has a poor performance underwater, yes. Mm. What's this rated at for knots? Hmm? Well, how many knots does this get? Well, knots going to stay afloat. How about that? YOLO! Here we go, Money Penny. Hey, We're uh, drowning. Hey, Torgo, didn't you, like, didn't you go to an auction with your dad at some point and... And didn't he bid on the the Aston Martin DB5? I think he did. I, I seem yeah. to remember you both telling me a story about he, that. He, he like bid on one, one of the Bond cars. I don't think it's. You don't, don't think, think it was the DB5? No. Mm-hmm. I, I, it's, 
Well, maybe it was because whatever it was had smokescreen ability. Yeah, it was, it was, the, it was the silver, the DB5. But this okay. was a while back. Yeah, this is a long time ago. Yeah, this you like, bid least, on a bond car. I'll least, build on a stock car. YOLO. At least 20, I'm going to become a NASCAR driver. Money burner. I'm doing it. My sponsor is a dog food commercial. <laughs> Careful. Now we're getting Not a dog food solar. <laughs> <laughs> Not a dog food company. Just the commercial for the dog food. Just the commercial. commercial. <laughs> just the commercial, commercial is my sponsor. sponsors my car. <laughs> it's the one with the dog that runs up and goes, I want something bacon-like. <laughs> the company does not sponsor me, so I cannot say the name of the company. No, not I yet. Can only say I don't want that cat out of the bag or dog out of the house. YOLO! <laughs> <laughs> Who let the dog out, Money Penny? It was me, YOLO! Stock car, bond car, get it, stocks and bonds, finance, YOLO, hashtag buy, sell, low, high. (laughs) (laughs) Buy, sell, low, high. I think that's Chinese. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, do you have that in the news? Buy, sell, low, high? Do you have that thing in the news? The the, uh, the museum? No. The the, the, The the newscaster? The the tragic... crash of that airline oh, that got oh, reported yeah. it, I, I didn't because it was so hard to put into word form you have to watch the video dear really lord guys if you didn't see this what was it ktvu they, they, they talked I about so. on, t- on the daily show yesterday <sighs> okay then everybody yeah. okay it's, watch everybody so it's funny ridiculous fake name. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> so low high <laughs> I'm a here to make an offer. <laughs> Mr. Lohai? Ah, uh, yes. I'm a Baisa Lohai. We are so glad to have you here. I'm a Paris to be here. Look at my gold case full of money. Ah, yes. You give us great honor with your gold case. Yes, well, I'm here to make irrigo purchase of many of your American company. You ready to sell? Of course, of Well, course. sign right here on Dotted Rhine. I shall. Oh, too bad for you that you signed that. I'm actually double agent 007. YOLO! <laughs> You or should I say yellow as I was <laughs> as I was covered oh in paint <laughs> to hide my true nationality. Oh, yeah, uh-huh. I, do, I do actually have to comment on the racism of that because Adam Asian names the family name is actually the Bilo. <laughs> it's 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 the first part, not the second. When you I call them Mister, that was wrong. You shouldn't have done that. That was awful. I was the ignorant American. Yes, you were. That I was, was playing awful. my role to the full. And you oh, played God. right into my trap, <laughs> man. Ding a ding a ding 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 ding. Fuck you. <laughs> uh, I love of all of that. You're most offended by that. <laughs> Oh, I gotta call the race card on that. Oh, yeah, <laughs> you crossed the line, madam. <laughs> uh, it just, yeah. We're getting letters now. I apologize. <laughs> uh, I think you crossed the line. We just lost all our Chinese <laughs> listeners. <laughs> I, Take I, a drink. I wouldn't be as offended. River and Paul Don't cross the Rhine. Yeah, don't <laughs> never cross the Rhine in the winter. That's that's what that's what got Napoleon. <laughs> I'm going to conquer Russia. That's YOLO. (laughs) Come with me, my man. Uh, Hello, my name is Rayron Jerrings. I'm a famous country country karaoke (laughs) Japanese star. You got to all read Daddy Who to Cross the Rhine. (laughs) Thank you, I'm Rayron Jerrings. (laughs) 
Well, and he hasn't had neural bliss or anything. No. Has he? There's not even sugar in his yeah, tea. Yeah, that's unsweetened iced tea today. Oh, I got piss and vinegar thrown through my veins. That's all. <laughs> A new report from The Guardian reveals the scope of Microsoft's alleged collaboration with the National Security Agency Ooh, and its here we go. domestic spying program. According to the report, which cites top-secret documents obtained by The Guardian, Microsoft helped the NSA to circumvent its encryption related to its Outlook portal and web chat services, provided help with Hotmail mail services, its cloud storage service SkyDrive, and Skype. Microsoft also worked closely with the FBI's Data Intercept Unit, and the report claims data collected through PRISM has been routinely shared with both FBI and CIA. The documents obtained by the Guardians come from the uh, NSA Special Source Operation, the SSO, which NSA leaker Edward Snowden describes as the crown jewel of the agency. SSO is responsible for all programs aimed at domestic communication systems through the corporate partnerships such as PRISM. Microsoft, uh, Microsoft strong, strongly denied that the documents were accurate. The company issued a statement saying that it, quote, does not provide any government with blanket or direct access to SkyDrive, Outlook.com, Skype, or any Microsoft product. Uh, the company says that it cannot discuss further detail on how it cooperates with law enforcement and spy agencies because that would be breaking the law in doing so. i like to remind you that Connect comes with every Xbox One. Yeah, I can't believe how many people have already pre-ordered this evil machine to sit in their home and judge them. Ugh. I think people just aren't aware of their I agree. rights being violated. No, people don't know what it's about. Well, people some, don't realize. Some people like to be judged. Well, and it's but it's a real Trojan horse and a half. It's really something. Yep. Really scary. Because a lot of people think they have nothing to fear from the government. So why not? It's okay. Yeah, a lot of people still trust the government. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and that's the whole... <clears throat> and to a certain extent, we all trust the government. I mean, we live in this society. Yeah. We, we, trust we obey them to, their rules. Yeah, we play we, by we, the we rules. We play by the we law. Yeah, the law. sure. I mean, we do trust the government to provide us But with we're not blind things. fools as to yes. the consequences of not being vigilant and yeah. holding people accountable and watching out what's going on. It's a little scary out there right now. But, I mean, did we ever... Really, As it has ever been, but... Did we ever really think the internet was safe from people spying on us? Yeah, no. I mean, come on. Yeah, but then when you're staring <laughs> at, you know... But when it proof becomes in the so face, obvious, yeah, yeah, then, yeah. Then it's just like, you don't want your worst fears to be recognized. I mean, that's what brought Nixon down. Everybody prior to Nixon was recording conversations in the White House. Mm -hmm. He's just the one who got his hand caught in a cookie jar. And he took a little too far when he went over to the Watergate and yeah, blah, 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 all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And uh, Microsoft thinks that every small business should spend money on an Xbox One. In a public letter penned by Microsoft director to consumer camp Marcus Lyons, the uh, company touted like uh, the many features of the Xbox One that small businesses could take advantage of, like using Connect and Skype to host conference calls, SkyDrive, Office web apps, Internet Explorer, Smart Glass, Wi-Fi Direct, and the ability to use large screen televisions for all those functions. And finally, Lyons said that the uh, feature, uh, future apps on Xbox One are beneficial to small businesses, have not yet been decided, and the uh, future apps down the road could be a benefit for you and your business. Everything a laptop can do. Yeah. And your game console, apparently. Yeah. So most small businesses I know probably have a laptop. Well, if they're, they're going down this road, it just shows more of the fact that, you know, they're, they're seeing themselves as Apple competitor. I understand. Yeah. 
Which so, is uh, which I can't, you know, they're business. Partly I why can't it pisses me off. It, but that's not what I want in a game console. Yeah. That's not what I want in a company. I don't want a company telling me. I want to feel like I have options. Yeah. I mean, I know I don't, but I want to feel like. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Conglomco. Yeah. What's the name of the? Is that what's the company in Wally that ends up owning everything? No, um, yeah. I don't I remember. Yeah. And I just what I think. What's uh Chemco? Is that the one from Mr. Show? Yeah, I think it is. Chem- Global Chem. Global Chem. Yeah, Global Chem with. Oh fuck, Globo Camp! That fucking house for the blind people. <laughs> That's the best product they ever had. <laughs> now blinds are like normals. <laughs> Bob Odenkirk, the watch, best. I love Bob blinds are like normals. That is where it's at with Jokey Town. I God damn, some, he's funny. I gotta get back to Mr. Show. I haven't watched it in a long time. I am an Ottoman, James Lipton, or whoever was. What was it? Who was it? Like, well, I'm on. I'm a couch pilgrim, John Wayne. You've seen the sketch? I don't remember that Every, one for some reason. Everything in the house has a pre-recorded, oh, right. has celebrity. A pre-recorded celebrity voice to indicate when you get close to it, it'll tell you what it is for blind people. <laughs> it's the house for the blind. Now the blind are like normals. Now blinds are like normals. <laughs> you walk into a thing like, I'm an Ottoman. <laughs> and everything's recorded. It's very funny. Very funny. I'm a lamp. A company called All You Can Arcade wants to bring back the arcade, or at least cash in on the nostalgia. They offer a Netflix-modeled service that lets you rent arcade cabinets for a monthly subscription. All You Can Arcade lets users sign up for one, two, or three game plans, charges $75 a month for each. It's likely the service will be more appealing to businesses who can make their money back by charging customers to play the game than it would be to private gamers who just want to relive their youth. But like Netflix, you can keep the game as long as you want. Assuming you uh, keep paying the monthly fee or return it to get a new one. There's no cost to ship the games, which is a key factor since shipping a giant arcade game is probably rather expensive. Unfortunately, they're currently only operating out of San Francisco and Sacramento areas. Uh, There is hope for people outside of California, though. All You Can Arcade has opened up their site to allow for partners to join the service. Anyone with a game they're willing to rent out can sign up with the distance they're willing to travel to deliver it. This has the potential to open up a wider network where All You Can Arcade could act as more of a broker to match owners and renters. Huh. So. This could be, if this takes off, this could be the beginning of a new kind of eBay for us game enthusiasts. Yeah. Because that's it's splintered off of trading Pez dispensers. And this is a very niche kind of thing like that, too, that could generate a lot of hot buzz and can quickly grow into a very game-centric eBay-type situation. But also just a cool thing of like, hey, we're going to have a big party. Let's rent three yeah. arcade, arcade units. You know what you know? we should look into? Cabinets. We should look into seeing if we can go to California Extreme this year. I would love to go to California Extreme. I wonder when. Is Cal- that in September? Cal- I think so. It's in the fall sometime. California Extreme is a place where all these arcade cabinet enthusiasts bring their machines to be set up for free play. Basically a giant arcade for arcade enthusiasts. You pay the one fee. You're there for opening time until closing. Closing's pretty late. Mm-hmm. And for three days, you play arcade games. And, That's you, br- and you bring a truck because most of the cabinets are for sale. 
and you, you oh, spend really? $400 and you go home with a giant NBA Jam cab <laughs> in your truck. You get your Donkey Kong and you take it home. Oh, That's yeah. really awesome. I'm that. shocked. $75 a month? That's yeah. pretty cheap. And they will bring a whole arcade? That's, yeah. That's incredible. A whole cabinet to you. A whole yeah, cabinet good. to you, yeah. I mean, that's got to be the cost of shipping alone. Cost of delivery alone, yeah. 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 They, that, that's what blows but, my mind. But you know what? Yeah. It, maybe there's a return fee. And maybe they're counting on it just sitting there for a while. Yeah, you probably and keep after, it for and, two or three months. And then, or like whatever. after three months, they've made their money back, and they figure like they're not going to ship this thing back anytime soon. And they're like, there might be an early delivery return fee or something like that. I don't know. Well, I doubt it. If it's on I, the Netflix model, yeah, I think they're betting you'll keep it a minimum three or four months. Mm-hmm. And so in their mind, they're like seventy-five dollars for three or four months. That pays for shipping. Both ways, and then and let's keep in mind that this is actually very new, city centric to these yeah. places right now. So you're right, probably got a big so very city centric, and so, so that's the shipping. So it's a couple with a guys with a truck. Yeah, yeah. And aside from a little bit of maintenance, not a whole lot of overhead. Yeah. Certainly, no investment in new product. Don't have to spend any capital on you know, it's all old, re- yeah. ready to go stuff. Yeah. Although keep up on those things can be a bitch. Yeah, yeah. Not like pinball games. No, but not still. Nearly that, but. But it's getting fun. harder and harder to find those uh, CRTs, man. Yeah, man, that's where it's tough. It's a fun idea. Is though. there any company still making them actively? I think there are, but they're very niche and very expensive. Yeah. So. Okay. Uh, in an interview with GameSpot, a Riot Games esports manager, Nick Allen, announced that the League of Legends professional players are now recognized as professional athletes by the U.S. government. Quote. So the United States government recognizes League of Legends pro players as professional athletes and award visas to essentially work in the United States under that title, Allen said in part. Quote, this is groundbreaking for esports. Now we can start looking for at international players to come over. It's a much easier process because they're actually recognized by the government. The next League of Legends tournament is the Season 3 World Championship, which takes place October 4th in California. Interesting that it'd be professional athletes. Yeah. Like Esport professional athlete. Yeah. I wonder, I just, that, like, it could be professional entertainer. It could be com- professional competitor. That's interesting they chose the word athlete. My guess is because to award visas, it's probably a very limited scope. You probably have to invent yeah, a new thing otherwise. It sounds like it's something to do with the uh, Like a pre-existing. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. But professional true. entertainer already exists. You know what I mean? Like, sure. So it's fun. It's interesting. But, but I guess, yeah. I'm sure there's some athletes who are like, they are not fucking athletes, but whatever. I'm sure. There's some non-athletes doing that, I'm sure. But, yeah. Two of our listeners are doing it right now. Yeah. You know who you are. (laughs) A 35-year-old man was using a urinal in northern Israel on Friday. What? Wow, that is news. And that's it for news. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Yellow. (laughs) Splat. (laughs) Yellow. He was using a urinal in northern Israel on Friday when he experienced a burning sensation on his penis. (laughs) (laughs) And a goblin came out and said, that's my doings. I lit your wiener. I'm the urinal goblin. Gobbling up wieners one at a time. <laughs> you think they just? What do you think they call me? The urine goblin. I'm goblin urine. You, you think they just shut down that urinal? They just shut down that urinal. You'd think. You'd think so. Nobody seems to catch on. That's how I win. That's how I win. Yeah. You know, you know honestly, what? Though, you know, you know what I win? A mouthful of urine. <laughs> Winner. Yolo. Yes. 
<laughs> Say what you want. That's still a better plot than Leprechaun. If you're a urine goblin, though. If you're a urine goblin, then yeah. You're in Hashtag about yellow gag. Splat. <laughs> 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 A 35-year-old man was using a urinal in northern Israel. I feel like I've heard that Hey, this sounds familiar. (laughs) When he experienced a burning sensation on his penis. On? On his penis. In. Not in, on. The urine goblin's on the penis. He's not in (laughs) it. Come on, you guys. He's tap dancing. It wasn't the standard issue burning sensation, though. Standard issue. So he's got a regular burning sensation. Boy, they have everything with. so organized in Israel. It's amazing. Look, I know from a burning sensation, this is not what oh I'm used God. to. This is All not right. a standard this is, burning this sensation. This is something very outside of the realm of normalcy. And I haven't this even is, been. I haven't been to one u- of those places in a while. Not a urethral burning. This I, is an exterior burning. I put a rain slicker on my schmickle. <laughs> <laughs> My schmeckle was covered with a rain slicker. I, uh, galoshes Never and go all. diving without the rain slicker. <laughs> yeah, I know that. Everybody knows that. Okay, hit me with the news, Doc. What was the burning for why? <laughs> it's the unique one involved when a snake that has taken up residence in the toilet oh, you're using. Oh, no! Oh, no! It's better than we could have thought. <laughs> it wasn't your Well, we were kind of close. Let's, let's, you know. It takes exception to your presence and bites you in the junk. Oh, Luckily for the victim, the snake was rather small and wasn't poisonous. He was the victim is recovering well. A urinal. <laughs> it jumped out of a urinal onto him? Yeah. Was he not looking? He probably thought it was this uh, was a under urinal the lip. cake. <laughs> a urinal snake, snake cake. cake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, they, I've what seen a, these what a before. Nice they coil up. You go on them. <laughs> releases a nice scent. This one starts to move around. Bites me on the smackle. <laughs> it doesn't say where this is at. I, I've been to some bars with some priests catching urinals in them. Yeah. You, I, I can see where you could miss Look, it. Look, it was noon. <laughs> it was really dark in this bathroom. There's no windows, little ventilation. This snake, I'm guessing, thinks I'm an enemy snake. A big, terrible, giant enemy snake. Right? <laughs> I understand. I intimidated the creature. <laughs> He's thinking, oh, dear God, this one-eyed giant bastard is coming to fuck my world. I would have bitten it, too. Forget about it. This this snake is lucky it got away with its life coming against my massive business dangling there. By the way, the water was cold. Hello? Okay. <laughs> Yellow. Yellow. <laughs> And that is it for news on this cast. Now, this is the point that if you do not want any spoilers for Pacific Rim, thou Whoa. shalt not continue any further. Wow. Um, because uh, Paul's got something to say. So, I hate Pacific so Rim. better to burn so out for, than fade so away. So for those who, uh, who don't want to continue, thank you for listening. We'll see you next week. <laughs> for uh, those who want to stick around. Check I think us out on Spotify. Thanks for supporting us. Blah, blah, blah. All right. So, did you see Pacific Rim yet? Oh boy, <laughs> I wanted to do my part, get in there on the weekend, you know, and money did you just box. Love it, mm, guard no. your country. Went and saw it at eleven o'clock on Sunday night. Got in right under the wire. For I, the, I remember getting the text. The you, were, you were excited. You're like, I'm, I'm going in. Yep, here we go. Ready for it. Uh, I start to watch the movie, and I'm starting to get kind of antsy. About three minutes in, I'm like, oh, uh-oh. Three, <laughs> three, wow. Yeah, about three minutes in, I'm like, oh, okay. And <clears throat> I'll tell you honestly, I expected far too much out of this film. That's on me. Uh, 
I am an Evangelion freak. I love Evangelion. Probably my favorite thing ever. Uh, really, even above Star Wars, even above Star Trek. Uh, nothing holds a place as dear in my heart as Evangelion as far as pure. You know, I, I still feel like animation is the best way to put dreams to film, to get inside a person's brain and see their actual thoughts more clearly than in any kind of other filmic way. And I just feel like, anyway, uh, Evangelion is awesome. And this, I summed it up to, to Torgo. This is, uh, you got your Sons of Anarchy in my Evangelion. And that's not a good thing. It was really gross. Uh, the guy who plays the lead, uh, you know, he's he's just miserable. Um, I felt like the only character that had any kind of human relatable qualities was Charlie Day, and he's the ridiculous comedic foil. And so I was just like, this movie. Uh, it just kept getting worse and worse for me. I didn't know Charlie Day was in it. Yeah, yeah. finally, about... About six minutes in, seven minutes in, um, <clears throat> there's a port. There's a moment. <laughs> it's gonna take a while. I was really trying to push it out of my head. I was trying to. I was minute like, by minute. I was how like, long is this fucking movie, dude? I don't know if we have. Time I almost didn't. I was. I was. I seriously. Uh, I was like, okay, I'm let let my presumptions go. Let it go. Let it go. This movie is this movie. Let's just watch this movie. Let's oh, just watch this movie. Not gonna happen. Um, well, here comes. Gypsy Danger, one of the big robots, okay? And it's one of the first uh, establishing shots of the giant uh, mecha uh, coming out there. What do they call them? Jaegers. Jaegers. So here comes this big mecha mech, uh, critter flying out. Helicopters, many big helicopters carrying this giant thing out from this hangar bay. You see the people. You see the hangar bay. You see the ocean. You see cities in the distance. The scale and the representation were really, really clear, and I honestly smiled. I was like, wow, that looks like a real giant robot being pulled out of a big hangar and dropped into the ocean. It a looked giant city defending robot. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> See, you know what I mean? Like it's a little special to me. This shit's a little bit kind of special to me. And so I was like, wow, okay, I smiled. I'm like, all right, that is a beautiful visual. Let's see what else you got. And nothing ever else came even no, close no. to giving me any feeling of joy or ho- hopefulness throughout the rest of the film. It's terrible. <clears throat> it's full of disposable characters that don't get utilized as disposable characters. They just get disposed of. The subplots are tiny and inconsequential, and yet they spend forever on them. Uh, I just, the acting is so bad, so bad as to just be miserable. Uh, you know, coma-inducing at certain points. Boring, boring movie. Um, the, the action, who cares? Who cares what's happening because who cares? You don't care about any of these characters. You're not given a reason to care. It's just, oh, and I seriously, I almost left the theater three times. Oh, wow. And I forced myself to just stay and tough it out. But I was just twitching in my seat. You guys have been to movies with me where I start to lose it. I was losing it, and I was all by myself in that seat, just shaking my head. No, 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 no. I've seen it. It's, it's, it's I was kind of... so upset, so upset. And, uh, yeah, I just it really upset me, and it really put me in a terrible mood that I haven't shaken yet. Um, it was just awful. Again, I put way too much of my hopes into it. That's on me. But, wow, just the biggest disappointment that i've seen on screen in a long time <clears throat> just mike you were saying visually you like the movie. visually i like the movie i yeah. like the image of the the big robots all the robots look great i will agree with paul the acting was very off in this movie and i 
And I feel like part of it was language. I don't feel like the actors understood what they were saying. Nope. And they just kind of seemed like, oh, they'd say this really weird word. They weren't comfortable with it. And I and I don't know how much, um, uh, not not Del Toro. Is it technical gobbledygook? There's yeah. There's or is it there's like a phraseology? There's, there's a little bit of techno babble, but then there's just really poor dialogue. Yeah. And it's one thing to go, let's kill these bastards, or let's yeah. kick his ass, but it's just put in such a poor in such poor places they use those moves and i'm like man i don't care what you do to that thing who who even cares what's it it gonna matter one way or the other what i enjoyed so much about the movie though is that it had an element that just reminded me of like the robotech story that i loved when i was a kid and all the all you know gundam and and even evangelion um, for, yeah, for me, the, the big giant robot thing is either the Gigantor cartoon or Johnny Sacco, mm-hmm. his yeah. giant robot. So, and so. there was there was a heart to it there that I I, I feel like you missed, but it, and that's what I enjoyed. It, it the characters had their flaws, and it was it it I it, the funny thing with me is that I agree with Paul on all the points except I still loved watching it anyway. Because I really didn't need to care about now the characters watching the mecha fight, you know, watching the Jaegers fight the kaiju, because um, I just loved, and I was a kid, when I was a kid, I loved that. I didn't need, you know, all those internal struggles. And my God, they they worked so hard to try to create that personal story. And um, that's just it. Know, and, and it was a mistake, because you've got your big story. Save the cities. Save the people. There was. Did you catch? You might have been too raged. Huh. There was a beautiful line in a little pan across towards the in, somewhere in the third act when um, it's just panning across the TV and a UN guy is talking about the wall and all this stuff mm-hmm. and he makes this comment: "We've moved millions of people 300 miles inland from the coastal areas. That the Pacific Rim, yeah. L.A., San Francisco." How far is Vegas from the Pacific? Mm-hmm. 270 Not miles. That far. The West Coast past Vegas. Yeah. Tokyo, Hong Kong. That is some of the most densely populated areas on Earth. And they're talking about they moved it all 300 miles inland. And it's like a toss-off line. Yeah. And it's like, oh, my God. Explore that. Yeah. Let's see what that's all there, about. You've hit it. You've hit the nail on the head for me. And I put this in my Facebook post. There are so many brilliant Deep ideas and nothing gets capitalized on. Yeah, he put so much I, on the I, table, I, I and do. I'm with you. I understand. He, I, he's, it's a love letter. I get it. I see his passion for these things, mm-hmm. but the execution is atrocious, unforgivable in my opinion. Because I've seen giant mech stuff done so well. I think at this point, if you're going to steal so hard from Evangelion and not get the heart right, not get the mental anguish right. If you're going to put me in the place where I have to believe that these robots have to be piloted by people sharing a mind, then you damn well better. And that's where the best parts of the movies were, movie was for me. When you got to see that mind share going on. Yeah. When you got to see characters living in the other characters' memories. That's interesting. That was it, my favorite part of the movie. for me, it wasn't much of anything at all because and, it really didn't go anywhere. Well, it, again, nothing got 
nothing got paid off. But that was where I started to go, okay, maybe there's hope here. As you've got this little girl suffering this, you know, childhood trauma and reliving it. Yeah, she's got PTSD. And by the way, Del Toro knows how to cast children. That girl acted circles around uh, everyone else loved, in that film. I loved her scene. Circles that was around, sweet. Exactly. That or was acted sweet. circles around everyone in that movie. And that is distressing in, in itself. But just, you know, but that's it. That's why Evangelion was successful. And that's the nugget that he stole and couldn't capitalize on fully because uh, it would have been too blatantly a steal. Evangelion required the pilots to be children because they were there during the origin of the disasters. And there's a little taste of that with that character. Yeah. That she, like, why would she be the pilot? Because she was there. Because it happened. It was, but but he can't commit because he can't make the Evangelion movie. Right. <laughs> and you sure. know what? After seeing this, I'm glad they didn't try. Because it would have been even more painful. Maybe this will drive some people to look at Evangelion again. I don't no, know. I probably won't. No. It'll probably it, just drive it, people away from everything. Number three, number three behind Grown Ups Two. Uh, don't tell me, dude. Dude, it, 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 it's giant, a piece mecha, of shit. giant mecha and kaiju movies are dead. Now they are. Yeah, Evangelion. Nail in the coffin. Nev, 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 you would think it, with the technology we have now, they would be rising to the top because you could finally do well, it. You well, could finally it, do it with some. The, the, but the, that's one just of it, it. One part of it is the branding. It tracked hellaciously poorly leading in, and I, another problem we're going to get out of this is Hollywood's going to go, look, guys, you don't have a brand. People aren't going to come to see it. I'm mm. not going to commit a quarter of a billion dollars to an uh, to an idea no one's heard of. Yeah. So that's one of our first Hopefully effects. Elysian will change that. You know, but uh, second effect was the the... the they were they were trying to shoehorn in all of this personal issue crap, which is something that bugs me already. Because you talk to most military people and they'll tell you, you, put you that don't aside. want your heroes are not the people with fucking issues because that shit interferes with them getting the job Absolutely done. Absolutely, it does. You know, and and the cool the way I would have done the trilogy is first movie is actually kaiju show show up and they figure out how to build the jaegers and they get their first battle in and they 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 just the first movie ends with them winning their first battle and going okay we can beat the kaiju second movie second movie is we have hope second movie you seal the rift you go through this movie you seal the rift third movie the rift reopens and it's like okay we have to take the fight to kaiju homeworld and go there and blow the living shit out of them Mm -hmm. that's your trilogy sure and they tried to do that all in one movie Mm -hmm. and they they had to compress their beginning because you know they had that whole six days and so many jet fighters and tanks later we yeah, finally killed, killed it yeah well you know what actually that i know been great to see. i know yeah. this is a giant mecha kaiju movie but that actually would have been a nice sure. opening yeah and and build up just build up to the scene where he walks Nothing up with the with the freighter there's a a tell not show scene like that they, There's a they ton, totally started. Uh, most with of the it is tell not yeah. show. Yeah. yeah. Most yeah. of the movie is tell out. not show. There's the no build up to anything. There's no narration. build up to anything. They bring out two mechs at the end of the film that get maybe eight minutes of screen time combined. Yep. Cool looking mechs. Awesome too. looking mechs with interesting characters piloting them. Yeah. One piloted by a team of triplets sharing a mind. One piloted by a team of hardcore Russians. The triplets sharing a mind. were Asian. the The mech was called Crimson Typhoon and it had a yeah. third arm. It, fucking yeah, yeah. wicked looking thing. 
and it just gets shattered and busted up in two minutes. The and Russian one fuck. looks like a classic stereotypical so good. Uh, pot boiler Russians yep. just yeah, like just building with whatever they can get the fucking Russian, hold of. Yeah, yeah like a, like a nightmare from 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 like Hitler's experimental yes, exactly. stuff. Exactly. Yeah, really nice, really cool. Like like a, like a Cold War holdover from like fifties technology right. yeah. incorporated. In, just. That's just it. There's so many brilliant, awesome ideas yeah, that yeah. get just I trashed. I agree. And there's and and what you felt like and 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 I agree. If they're not going to do any justice to the backstory, then don't even put it in there. Just show me a fucking wrestling match. But show me a good wrestling match. There was so much dead air, so much time of just blah blah blah. Right. What are we going to do? Because there's blah. some produce. There are a bunch of producers. We got to have a human element. We gotta. We got to have personal problems. And you know and what? They, sharing sharing your mind with somebody is a personal problem. It is. And never mind getting caught. You know, getting caught up in Michael's. You know, personal trauma when he and I go into drift to operate our mecca that you know i mean i dread him going through my sewer of a mind knowing all the mm -hmm. porn i've looked at on the internet but I, you know yeah, I, I dread but it. i can't tell you how much of that was lifted directly from evangelion yeah, directly yeah. to the point that he fucked up his own script because there's a moment where shinji first links up with the ava one and things go awry and he almost wrecks shit inside the base Right. Well, that, that sounds exactly familiar. That. Exactly. Okay. Wow. Okay. okay. I'm beginning to see where your rage came from because this is obviously Dude, he a stole, failed. He stole so poorly and so blatantly to anyone who's a fan of that series. It's just sickening. Yeah, there were just so many moments like that. But here's the thing for me. That's a fine idea. Steal. Genius steals. But who gives a fuck if you're having problems in the base? Let them have a successful test run. Send them out into the ocean, fighting a giant monster, and, and then, then shits a, hit yeah. the then fan. Have your then she has trouble. That's interesting. That's compelling. That's what I want to see. Uh, and nothing even happened. Uh, Things went terribly wrong, and everything was fine. They unplugged it. In they time. unplugged yes. the whole thing, and everything right, was right, fine. Right, right. Which is exactly what happens in Evangelion. Exactly. Except there are consequences in Evangelion because yeah. shit does get messed up in the base to a degree. But even more in Evangelion... By the way, Evangelion spoiler. So the problem is with Evangelion, it doesn't require two pilots. It only requires one. But the magic that they reveal late in the game is that the robots they're synced up to are sentient creatures created by the government. No, that sounds semi-familiar. armor. Okay? Mm-hmm. And they have to sync up with those creatures' brains. Turns out Shinji, our hero, is syncing up with a creature whose mind has been synchronized with the soul of his deceased mother, making things even more traumatic and intricate. These ideas, while they seem hyperbolic and out there, work in this fucking movie in, 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 in Evangelion, but they, but they take 13 hours to mm -hmm. convey properly. Sure. And Del Toro doesn't have five minutes to let me understand that two people syncing up brains is going to be traumatic? Does it just give me some more time with it. Show me some er other early experiments. And I thought it would have been a great place for... They, they, ooh, they fucked everything up. So <laughs> Alba, uh, Idris Alba, uh, he's got these terrible nosebleeds. And, uh, and one of the effects of mind linking mm -hmm. is you get nosebleeds because it's a great strain on your brain, right? Which is why they need two Which pilots. Which is why they need two pilots instead of one. Yeah. My thing is, 
they come back and they go, the, re- the reason I've got these terrible nosebleeds and I'm right. all fucked up is because they didn't have the proper radiation shielding inside the mecha when I was pot- co-piloting it. Not the awesome answer yeah. of, I was one of the first to pilot by itself. Well, I they- fought off 12 kaiju by myself, mind melded by myself, and they- I have to do it again. No. They then said they, they that, but then they blamed it on the radiation. Which they was, said he had to pilot stupid. by himself. He well, he said, yeah, pilot, he's the yeah. only other pilot well, that had to pilot by because himself. His, his, because his but co-pilot then, died for a little bit, yeah. just like the other one. Yeah. Which is not as cool as, early on, they sent us by ourselves. Yeah. And right. we were fucking out there with our balls in the wind. Only right. later did they realize sure. it would be better to have a redundant system. Yeah. Not only for the take off the mind meld load, but just in case someone gets killed, like what clearly happens. Right. But man... Just so many wasted opportunities like that. And then when they stick him in the thing again, I read on the thing too. It was my first thought. I was like, did they not fix the radiation shielding? Because he's like, well, this will be my last run. And it's like, why? Why? Are you, are you, what? Is it going to accelerate your illness that quickly? Jiminy jumped up Christ. And so, if it is your last run, why bring another person with you? Just fucking go. Or stick a dead human brain on the other side and rock with that. Because we know we can do that. Because anything is possible in this technical right. uh, masterpiece. Everything happens. The technology is so out of control, so unbridled. The fucking scientist, uh, Charlie Day, he's able to mind meld with the remain the brain's remains of one of the dead monsters, okay? Yes. And he finds out some pieces of the secret plan of the monsters. Okay, that's kind of interesting. That's kind of compelling. It gets twisted into a fucked up stupid meeting with uh, Dingus McGillicuddy. Uh, what's his name? Ron Perlman. Ron Perlman. Yeah. Good Christ. It's just dumb. It, that is so prolonged. Is that not the longest, dumbest thing, that whole thing? I went to the bathroom. See? Okay, okay, bingo. Bingo, bingo, bingo. So, okay. Finally, he gets a chance to merge in with another one, okay? Charlie Day is getting ready to merge in with another brain. He has jerry-rigged his own creation. He built from scratch, spare parts, a machine that could do the same mind-meld link as these guys, the scientists have been, other scientists have been doing uh, with, the, with the main robots, okay? He's getting ready to plug in with this kaiju brain, this freshly killed kaiju brain, and get more of the secrets. His other scientist buddy shows up at the last moment and goes, you know what? I'll help you. Let's both mind meld with this critter so I'll take the load off, just like they do in the Jaegers. Okay, that sounds like a somewhat plausible idea. However, in the next screen, and I knew this was going to happen and it was going to make me so mad, and it did. It's a small thing, but God damn it, I wanted to punch my face off. Wow. In the next moment, they both are donning these giant, elaborate, illuminated red mental caps. As though Charlie Day had created a second cap prepared for this possibility. No fucking way. I would have loved it if he had somehow torn the cap in two and stuck part of it on him and part of it on his pal. I mean, it's a small thing, but God damn it. It just you make some fucking sense with your moves. If he's making the sacrifice to join you in the jump, you have to make the sacrifice to half your interesting invention to make it work. And it's even more Jerry Rigg wires are hanging out and it's more intricately crazy and maybe there's a string of wires between the two of them. That's blah, blah, blah. It's just more interesting. Mm-hmm. Don't deus ex machina another fully formed realized helmet when you're on the battlefield and moments ago you were just about to hook up to this goddamn kaiju brain with nothing but a hope and a, your balls. Bullshit! Bullshit! That kind of lack of attention to detail. And it keeps happening over and over and over and over and over. Everyone lives. Fuck that. 
Seriously. Super spoiler. We've told you this spoiler this is a spoiler. This is the goddamn end of the movie. They go through to close this gap, this wormhole between the two worlds, right? They got to drop a bomb in this wormhole to close the gap between the two worlds. The only way one can transverse this uh, wormhole, though, discovered through this mind meld of the two genius guys, is you have to have the DNA registry of one of the kaiju critters. Another person or a mech going through there will get repelled because it won't register as part of that world, okay? So they've got to cloak themselves in the kaiju somehow. So they're about to jump into the rift. He's got half of a sliced up kaiju as kind of a blanket shield or whatever, and he's going to jump in. The third kaiju jumps out from nowhere, and luckily he grabs that one, and they hug all the way down, and they're able to transverse the rift because they're holding on to that other kaiju, like holding on to somebody who's about to transport. Fine, I'm with you still, right? We all know these fucking tropes. We're down. Cool. Great. But now they're completely in the kaiju world. The thing drops down out of the rift in the kaiju world. As it's dropping down, our hero decides this girl co-pilot of mine who just got knocked out in this last little piece of fight doesn't need to suffer this indignity with me. She can go back to the surface world. God bless. Boom. Hits an eject button. Her uh, capsule in, you know, hold, closes up on her, fires up balloons because they're deep underwater and shoots straight up into, the, up into the rift and she goes out of the rift up to the top of the surface. How? Okay. Uh, then, not only is it a self-sacrifice, you know, no, there's a total waste of self-sacrifice or any kind of heroic gesture. Mm-hmm. He makes the giant robot explode and then gets in his own escape pod and shoots up through the root, through the the rift. How? Yeah. It- it, mm-hmm. It's not Who a sacrifice. Knows? There's no sacrifice. Oh, you don't need to. I can right. write and this the, down. And the argument and for all heroism is there must be sacrifice for right. for heroism. Right. There was yeah. no sacrifice. You, you had um, why eject her before you eject yourself? Yeah. Because yeah. you know you're both going to get out. Well, what's I mean, I'm okay with him ejecting her. But, you know but I mean, then you die. But that's what I'm saying. Right. The only yeah, reason right. you eject her at the time you it's do is you're not because you're like, it. well, I'm not going to take us both out. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I know she wanted to sacrifice but herself. But then also, but because how the fuck did they get back through the rift? Right, the no DNA, DNA yeah. coding, yeah. And the thing was collapsing on itself. Is and they were just in a, they're basically in a spot coffin with bubbles around it. Is this something you think that was uh, test Tested it on oh, the end, sure. and then they sounds, changed the ending. Oh, that's sure. very producer. That sounds very much absolutely. Like a we need yeah, a happy well, you ending. see the hand of we need stuff people. like that. I mean, because like the radiation shielding bit and the nosebleeds, it almost sounds like maybe a lawyer stood up and was like, "Oh, guys, the the original idea might have been." You know, that it was the, the drifting that was making his nosebleeds and had affected Elba so badly. And they were like, no, that's too close. We're, we're really treading a thin line. So they, like, bullshitted out the, the, the radiation shielding, no, it, it stuff like that. sounds like it's movie by committee. I'm sure he so. had to kowtow to a lot of things. Yeah. Probably. This is an incredibly difficult vision to realize, and for that, I do applaud him. I think he has great cojones to even make this thing happen. However... I wish he had either committed one way or the other and stood by his guns and said, I'm going to make this. Well, I mean, maybe it is the movie he wants. If it is, I'm fuck you, Del Toro. <laughs> if that's the movie you wanted, then fuck you. Um, if it is something that you had to compromise, then I do. My hat is off that you even got it on the screen. But 
if he'd gone more fun with it. Because there are elements all over the place of like, hey, aren't we having fun? Wink, wink, wonk, wonk, wonk. Isn't this crazy? Isn't this ridiculous? Isn't this silly? Like, didn't you get that slapsticky bits all over the fucking place? Well, yeah. Well, especially with Charlie Day and the uh, the other scientists. Well, yeah, and, and, and even yeah. with the even with the the the, the multinationals. All the different robots are from different... Well, especially yeah. with the Russian one and the Chinese one. Yeah. They just really played yeah. like to your tropes but of But they what only that played means. it for like a second. It's yeah, like, right. let's just, see just that. Literal let's see wings. those teams And those characters were totally not used. The only interaction was with the Aussies who were really not... I mean, the Aussie team was a father-son team versus the American team, which is brothers. Yeah. So it was sort of like... It was almost, well, this is the Aussie version of what we already had. Yeah, there's no, yeah. it's not good. You know, and like, you know, you've got these guys uh, hanging out in this giant hall. You know, it's this huge, huge hangar. And it's very militaristic and everybody's just chilling, doing their thing. And there are all these different camps. And everybody's got, you know, their different uh, nationality camps. And, you know, the Chinese guys are chilling, playing basketball. And I'm like, get in your fucking mech and do that shit. Go one-on-one with the goddamn Russians in giant mech basketball. That's what this movie's for. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, don't... That'd be more fun. Don't well, keep... Might, crazy well, town. That's what I mean. You go one way or the other. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. So, you, you, yeah. you take the blue pill or the red pill, you figure it the fuck out. Is this about the internal struggle of the human agenda to be a, a, an individual, which is what Evangelion's all about, or is this about, let's fucking robot, blow up... Giant robot Giant robot giant blows lizards. up monster. Yeah. Then great. Then make it about giant robots blowing up monsters, not mind meld and the difficulties therein. And are we compromising our integrity? And have we, by mind melding with the rope with the with the monsters, given them our information? Because it's a two way street. They know what we're thinking now. Blah, blah, blah. And there's yeah. never anything else they, on they that. Don't, they don't really yeah. play never that. Never anything else on that. You had Ron Perlman's character mention. I synced up with them. I tried that, and it's like, well, were there any consequences? Well, he's the very guy that brings up the possibility of consequences. But doesn't make any more bones right. about it. That was a fun bit too. That would you know, one of the things I wish they had done is because they sort of go into that we privatized after the government shut us down because we're just we're apparently not winning the fight, so we're going to build the wall, which was you know problematic in its own. But like you said, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, you go through with it. I would have liked it if that had been the solution from the start. It's like the wall was their first no, no. move. Well, the, the 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 jets coming in, you know, like you said, six days, a billion jets, all this. We finally beat one, and then we go to build the wall. And then it's like we, the government was not the answer, and so private corporations, multinational corporations, were made to attack this problem. And one of the corporations was the Mech Corporation. The other was the Wall People. They subcontract. Sure. They con- Contract out the fighting, and one of the ways they pay for it is they have a black market in the kaiju parts, yep. which was the interesting thing about Perlman's character because yep. yeah. he was he was um, um, uh, the, the Marvel superhero cleanup crew. Remember, uh, damage, uh, control? damage control. Damage control. He was literally damage control. Yeah. He came in after the kaiju fight. And he got disposed of the body. Yeah, that character and, was interesting. Yeah, the he con- was terrible. The concept was the concept just, was and, you brilliant. Know, and he's like he's selling ground. I could watch a movie. Bones. I could he's- watch a movie about him. 
about that Cleaning whole idea. That yes. whole thing. That and, could have and, been a... and the black market selling the kaiju yeah. parts and everything. And but... let that other stuff be background noise. You see giant mechs in the back, have those news flashes like, whoa, yeah, another, but another 12 it, down yeah. and what do you call it or whatever. Yeah. You know, make it be have really... Have the crew sitting there dringing the coffee. Yeah, just be really oh, funny. Be, be like, a messy well, one. Guess, guess we got to go to Neo Tokyo again. Yeah, exactly. We got yeah, another one, you guys. It'd be like so almost like Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All that kind of stuff. Yeah, absolutely, dude. And those were some, again... Brilliant ideas. They're walking around inside a dead monster looking for his parts, selling ground up bones. Yeah. Part of the city had been built around exposed skeletal remains because they couldn't just move the shit away. They just had put buildings up around the skeletons. But that whole section, as cool as that was and as great and novel as those ideas and pieces of those were, the lower part of that city was just Blade Runner. Oh, yeah. Just oh, Blade yeah. Runner. You've seen it all before. And I, again, I just get so livid. I'm you like, got it. You got a minute here, Torgo? We still, because I, 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 this is from Zach Smith's. D&D with Porn Stars blog. Okay. okay. And this is about Pacific Rim. All right. Everyone called. They want everything back. <laughs> Dear Guillermo del Toro, genre fiction is forgiving. It's like the penny jar next to the cash register. You're allowed to steal your street scenes from Blade Runner and Bill Sienkiewicz's New Mutants. You're allowed to steal your gangsters and their hideout from Shadowrun. You're allowed to steal your Tokyo Apocalypse from Akira. You're allowed to steal your weapons from Soul Calibur, who stole it from this guy and provides another link. You're allowed to steal your mad scientist from Ghostbusters and Reanimator. You're allowed to steal your lighting and shitty jock jumpsuits from Mass Effect. You're allowed to steal your giant robots from the reject bin at Battletech, Transformer, and Iron Man offices. You're allowed to steal your setup from Evangelion. You're allowed to steal your climax from Avengers. You're allowed to steal your monster designs from Godzilla Unleashed and Star Trek and Monster Hunter and Wayne Barlow. Oh wait, Jez informs me Barlow wasn't on it. Was in on it? I guess Barlow's allowed to steal from himself. <laughs> You're allowed to steal your style from Roger Corman. You're allowed to have a bunch of white guys you can't tell apart be major characters. Mm -hmm. I thought of you when I read that. Dude. You're allowed to have a script with a grand total of zero memorable lines. Yep. But and you have to from leave other lines. But go ahead. You have to leave something in return. What did Pacific Rim leave? That scene where the little girl walks out into the ash-covered street and whose weird lamp suits the black market monster dudes wear when they're walking around inside the monster, and the one fight in the middle during the parts when it wasn't obscured by video game blur. Yep. Zach. P.S. And I wasn't too sure about this, but. How did you find so many people who didn't like giant robots to design your giant robots? Amen. Amen, dude. Hmm. Amen. Precisely right. So many brilliant ideas, but every part of it was kiped. And that's my problem, too. I'm such an obsessive fanatic about this shit. This is my wheelhouse. I know every single piece that he talked about, and I had just mentioned several of those. Yes? Yeah. yeah. Right? I Absolutely. saw this shit. I saw it. I saw it. And it's infuriating that he wasn't able to make something greater from all of those magical all those great pieces. Things. That's it's a puzzle uncompleted. It's so many good pieces just tossed on the table, and you fucking do it. They they he they shouldn't have prevaricated about. Do we get him back in the mech when the guy loses his brother? And and the big the big moment there was he was in drift with his brother when his brother died. They should yeah. have put not up building the wall as a construction. They, he should have been in a psych ward for seven years. Yeah. The young the woman, or the, better yet, trapped in his own mind with a hellscape vision of what death is. Yeah. 
Okay. In a, just yeah. let us see the flashbacks of what he actually saw when his brother died. Right. Get fucking but, metaphysical on this and shit. They, but they told us instead of showing us. Yeah. And then with the Japanese pilot, the girl in the street, they actually, they, they, they shouldn't have, they took 20 minutes, a half hour for Idris Elba to say, okay, you can be a pilot. It was the stupidest. And it was yeah. like they should have said, all right, you're going to be a pilot, but dude, when you drift with her, uh, the, uh, watch out. I can't even explain it to you. You're just going to have to experience it. Bingo. Boom. Dude. So, yeah. Y- and, you know, and you're going to have to experience it in the heat of battle because yeah. we got no we're time gonna, for no, this test market We're going to do a shit. test in five minutes. No. Oh, Kaiju just showed exactly. up. Oh, fuck. Exactly. Okay. You're going to have to get out there. Exactly. Sorry, Charlie. So exactly. sad. YOLO. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly, YOLO, yeah, motherfucker. Yeah, I, I see exactly. what you're saying. I'm, and you know what? You're right. There was a ton of unrealized potential. That didn't infuriate me okay. like it did you. And see, and that's, and that's I got the my fights, and I was, yeah. but yeah, there and, was so much more that could have But I'm happened. just so sick of being told, turn off your brain. It's a popcorn flick. Enjoy it. I'm like, God damn it. Well, Teach me something. But what you were saying was, if it is a popcorn flick, then make it a popcorn flick. Exactly. Don't put Pepper in all this really yes. intriguing, right, sure. yes. fascinating, okay, I can deep see that. ideas. I can see that because I myself don't believe in popcorn flicks. I don't believe in escapism thinking. anyway. No. Yeah. I think that ev- I think escapism well, I don't is think what escapism people say who don't understand pres- adventure stories. Yeah. It doesn't work for dummies. Or it right. does work. Escapism doesn't work for people who have half a mind. There's, uh, you know, there are no happy endings. You know the other right. shoe is going to drop. Well, so give me my, give me my gravitas. Yeah. Well, they thought they were because because Idris Elba and and the Aussie kid get killed. No, because I don't. Care. I know. I understand. And you know what? It, I mean, it, I think I think the whole Torgo's point about testing really plays out because didn't them popping up in the ocean didn't that look oh, sure. like a like, sound stage? Oh, look like eleven yeah. months later. Yeah. Let's just yeah. I, yeah. Uh, uh, he's like, uh, you know that set from the uh, from the uh, uh, what did the Truman Show? Uh, <laughs> I wonder, can I borrow that for yeah. you know uh, five to Cue ten days reshoot? Yeah, sure. I need to 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 make my heroes leaving, or we'll that. just go to my pool and green screen off the very edges God and just because uh, it yeah it it now that I look back on it, that moment really does have a strong element of. Oh, we got to add. Well, that. just from your description, it sounds like movie by committee. It sounds yeah, like it is. It is, and, it that, and that, that whole relationship. There's nothing there, even though they shared a mind. Yeah, that you was. Don't even. It care. was really funny because it's like, okay, you're setting up a cliche where they're gonna get romantic, but this is actually a moment where it kind of makes sense. Yeah. If you're if your <laughs> father and son sharing mind, your father and son. If your brother sharing minds, your brothers. But if you're hetero man and hetero woman, no relation Who are already whatsoever, attracted to each other. And you're sharing a mind, come on. Was this PG thirteen? Was this PG thirteen? Had to be. I think I it must have been. Think so, yeah. yeah okay. I was here just for the violence. Yeah, but I mean yeah, and like but but it should have been a hard R. If it's going to be anything. Well, well, I would say that you damaged the box office, but... Uh, yeah, but who cares, right? right? Well, See, the da- box office probably would have either been way, the same. You know, either way, either way. But but that's just it. And there's ways of showing that... I mean, how much more intimate can you possibly get? You can't. You can't. So show me that intimacy. They right. had the hints of it, like you said, and, with but, the girl in the, in the snow. Part in of the, the problem was they took so long for them to finally fucking drift. Sure. 
You, yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, like yeah. like like we said earlier, yeah. they needed to actually. Oh shit! You got to go now, and, and then you start. Yeah, that. and we're hung up on her problems. He's fine. Seven years of internally pushing yeah. down yeah. the darkness of having his brother killed, and he's fine. It's like let me see both. Let me see the skeletal remains of his brother shambling through that city as well. Uh-huh. Let me see all these memories jumbled and combined let me see them their brains twist yeah. and then let me see them patch it up through a love experience through a shared happy memory moment where they go oh there was this one time we went to paris oh yes and we were there at the cherry blossom festival and suddenly there's like thousands of cherry trees and, and uh, around the eiffel, the eiffel tower, tower. Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah, like yeah, it's yeah, like okay. oh wow and yeah you remember that time when we saw uh one of the third uh moon explorations taking that uh you know oh yes that was one that was on the, the night that my brothers and I had a giant bonfire and like you know here we've got the flames and then we've got the rocket and all the, you know you can just so much unrealized possibility and potential thrown in the garbage and like you said it's going to shut the door so hard on these kinds of interesting new ideas and the other part of me goes then make it super schlock and make it goddamn cheap so that everybody doesn't freak the fuck out that we lost 190 million dollars Make it cheap. I don't know if we... I, I do can, it. Can we? Yes. Yes. Can you do a mecha kaiju movie? Did you move? see their, the fucking uh, Atlantic Rim knockoff movie? No, I didn't. Oh, with I, Graham Greene? I've already been hearing <laughs> yeah. a whole shitload about There's it. There's an Atlantic yes, Rim there movie? Is. Yes, Rip there off, is. Rip off, like Transmorphers? Yeah. yeah. Oh, Atlantic Rim? Yeah. yeah. It's not... I didn't watch it with any volume on <laughs> because I was up late just watching... But it is not that far off visually. Yeah. It's not that far off visually. Look, if you have the time, you can create the visual that they have. And if it's just some guy in his basement and he's got the time, yeah. he well, doesn't need happened, to be paid. That's you know what, what I happened mean? with uh, Sky Captain in the World of Tomorrow. Brilliant visuals, nothing for, oh, for terrible story. Terrible movie. Yeah, terrible. Nothing movie. for story because it's just brilliant visuals. It makes a great 11-minute visual thing. Yeah, it it does not make a two-hour movie. It should be like a long music video. And Pacific Rim <laughs> could have been a fucking intense ten-minute video. Yeah. Fucking intense. But when you stretch it that long, you better have something I give a fuck about. And I didn't give a fuck about this movie. Did not give a fuck mm-hmm. about it. And I had another piece there that I was going to say with the Graham Greene and the tech. Uh, and yeah, and just yeah, you just it's all pretty and. There's nothing. There's no all style over substance, but then it's not style over substance to the degree that it should be because they're infusing all these other ideas. They're trying to make everybody happy. Oh yeah, you're right. I mean, it is. It's movie by committee, man. It, it must be. It must be. It just breaks my heart. And we've all said that. You try to make everybody happy, you no, make no you one. You make happy. no one happy. It's just so. Well, when there's that kind of money involved, you're, you don't that's have. That's the problem. You're you putting in too much money, and so it's a. It cannot. It it cannot fail. Yeah. So we well, would do everything yeah. that the book says you have to do to make it not fail. And in doing everything that makes a movie not fail, you make the movie fail. Yeah. Yeah. There's just, like and there's and good God, what a list of references and homages. And that doesn't even count all the individual small stuff that all the artists and everybody else who was involved in the project brought in on their own. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It's just a mishmash. Of so much, talk about standing on the shoulders of giants mm-hmm. and pissing in the wind. Well, now you 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 said please everybody in the movie fails. Oh, I, I know what I was going to say real quick. Well, real quick, before I forget, before I forget, real quick. 
One of the first lines in the movie is, hey, kid, don't get cocky. Yeah. And, and that was what set me off. That was the first thing that set me off. Like, if you have the temerity to steal a line from Star Wars in the first, like, two minutes of your movie, then you had best be showing me something that is beyond reproach. Because the audience of that movie is going to know that line. Yeah. And I'm, I get it. Great. Thanks for the nod. I remember the greatest thing that ever happened to my childhood. Fucked hard. What are you bringing to me today? Yeah. Well, and, and and also it was that was another total throwaway. Yes, it was absolute he, garbage. Because it's not like he was saying don't get cocky right when oh I just killed a kaiju I killed my first kaiju. It was yeah. as he was getting out of bed. Yeah, as he was as <laughs> it was as he was it was as he was getting out of bed. And, yeah, and, and we're gonna go kill a kaiju. Let's woohoo! Okay, and cocky, here comes kid. here comes improv, Paul. I am a freak for space work. All right. Those of you who don't know, creation of objects in 3D space based on invisible stuff when you're out there on the stage making items real. Okay. Space work is super important. Did you notice the way he handled that container of orange juice? He takes it out of the refrigerator, opens the lid, unscrews the lid, then screws the lid back on and sets it down on the counter. Never drinks it. Never goes back to it. The cut is done. He unscrewed it. Screwed the lid back on in one kind of motion and left it on the counter. That was another moment so early on that I'm like, no one is steering this goddamn ship. It's the reason people put only red M&Ms in their concert riders. Right, right, right. If you can yeah. get the small shit right, I don't have to worry about your my light rig falling on my head. Right? It's yeah. a test of the venue. And if you can't get your character to look convincingly like he's opening orange juice, you're fucked. Watch that moment and lose your minds like I did. When we were making the movie, uh, Allison, that's a pet peeve of hers, where she was like, it's clearly there's nothing in that cup of coffee. So she's like, just put some water in the goddamn cup because people will just act yeah. differently when they're actually sipping water. It's like... Right. It's, you can tell oftentimes, and that's a, yeah. you're saying that same thing. Yeah. yeah, It is important, and if you drop the ball on a container of orange juice, you don't have the ability now, to handle a giant robot. To go to my point I was going to make with Adam Paul. Oh, yeah, sorry. How do you feel? No, no, no. How do you feel about this movie in connection to like the Transformers sequels? Okay, so I will give him credit that they were, at least the battle sequences were decipherable, right? It's not... Uh, you know, a blur of robots so in a blender. Hyper yeah. kinetic. Yeah. It's right. somewhat decipherable, but it's still far too dark most of the time. And again, yeah, without, there were a lot of fights at night. Yeah, without any, okay, without any emotional connection. The reason I'm asking, yes. the reason I'm asking is playing to the success of the movie without branding. I wonder if you can actually argue quality of the movie contributing it to its financial lack of overwhelming success versus the whole branding argument because I still think that there's something to that the Transformer movies are are crazy insane over the top fucking successful and th- this movie which I think compares personally I think compares favorably script wise and execution wise oh, yeah, I mean, what I the God, Transformer I saw that movies one. do the Transformer movies do what Paul was saying just make it a mindless movie the Transformer movies from day one go these are mindless movies 
These are ridiculous. Mm. I mean, well, I, I, don't, I don't as much I don't, as you can with as the much story. Like, well, I, I understand yeah. that, but I'm still yeah, wondering. Like, it's it's how it's, much did Transformers help the Transformers movie? Oh, a great deal. Oh, oh, so, yes, no, yeah. no, no. A, a that's ton. that's my feeling. Yeah. So I wonder how toyetic. much how much we could have actually helped Pacific Rim in making a better movie be more successful because that kind of scares me. Uh, but it's not. It doesn't deserve success. That's the thing. Like I don't care that there's not going to be toys. I'm oh no, no, no! I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about if we make a better, if we make that better script. You and I brainstorm it and we hash out the great trilogy that is absolutely beyond if we make reproach. The movie you wanted to okay, make. So, will so, the so, movie still be? Will it be more successful? And probably I'm not, not. I'm not. Probably not. Sure. Probably not. But this is the reason why we have these alternate channels now. We have Netflix originals, which right. are golden some of these things right okay you know and we have and everything now every film is a micro budget at this point so leave alone the tentpole stuff if it is in your heart if it is truly your passion project like i believe part of me believes it was for guillermo del toro then make it out of passion and don't let it become this studio monolith that has no way of being steered Mm. it just destroyed it did so it did damage okay. it did damage to a genre irreparable damage to a genre in my opinion it did not you know and, and i don't know if enough people watch it to be irreparable. well well it also also we have we have well, okay, that's the damage in itself we're, that's, make, that's we're it, making yeah. torgo really nervous i'll just close with m- minds are so short memories are so short i don't know about irreparable damage but it's going to be a long time before hollywood wants to tackle this genre i do sure. agree five with years that. from now nobody's yeah. going to remember it anyway. and if nobody goes to see godzilla it's a one-two punch well, pow, pow. thankfully, they're still remaking Evangelion in Japan, so you can reinvestigate that. The fourth film comes out later this year, finally, and eventually I'm going to buy them all on DVD. I'm not going to get double-dipped on this one, but uh, if you haven't seen Neon Genesis Evangelion, if you have the slightest interest in a giant robot uh, mecha anime that starts off with bang, bang, pow, and then turns into, oh my god, my mom, uh, you really need to uh, check it out. It's it's beyond. It's yeah. beyond anything. It, it is my favorite thing. I am completely biased when it comes to Evangelion. There are plenty of haters out there. Do not Watch it with the American dub version. Only watch it in subtitles. The American acting is atrocious and will put you right off the films. Always. And that's definitely all the time we have. So, (laughs) until next week, I am Master Torgo. The famous Paul. 80s Jeff. Commander K. Just Michael. Captain Luddite. And we'll talk to you next week in Geek. Weirdly enough, you make me want to see the movie. I, no, I mean, I mean see the, it, uh, a whole other show. show. What you yeah. said about bad English dub we just had is kind of how show, I felt about the the dialogue in this movie. Well, I and was that's, like, a, that's a point that Todd like brought up. Todd Agnello brought up badly. to me. Uh-huh. That's a point that Todd Agnello brought up to me. And you know, Pan's Labyrinth, great film, one yes. of my favorites, and, and, right? Yeah, Absolutely. I really do like that movie. If Del Toro and it's in his na- natural language, yeah. yeah, right. So if he's hearing this other language, he doesn't know how cheeseball or yeah. wrong it sounds. He has no, you know. And that was a really great point that Old Bleak brought up, and I think he might be right. Wow. Del Toro's just out of his element here, surrounded by a bunch of people speaking English, and who knows how much of that affected the production of the film too it's like yeah we're gonna do this and this and this and this and he's like that sounds right uh, yeah and then he sees the dailies he's like oh fuck me shit oh no oh god damn it we have to go back no well, what, yeah. like, go back million dollars exactly. we can't go back oh my god in hell damn it oh no i better get i better get the uh, what's his name in here real quick i better get hellboy and every other actor i know help me get this shit right go god. see it torgo i want to hear what you got to say i d- I cannot I know any of the stuff you're talking about that it's stealing from. Yes, so I might enjoy it. Thoroughly. You know, Blade just, Runner. I know, well, yeah, but I can't recommend it. 
It sounds like a minimal I, on reference the other to hand, Blade do. Runner. I, watch it and tell me it's a minimal reference to Blade Runner. Am I right? Uh, not, no, I not, mean, it's pretty hard. It, it's not like it's all. It's the whole movie, but it, it's well, pretty. A, it's this, twenty good minutes. This is a, yeah. I wasn't in the bathroom that long. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. No. And you know what? Besides Blade Runner, it's also Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah, yeah. It's fucking everything. It's crazy, dude. It's crazy. What? He's a master but, thief. Genius steals. But Blade, he did fuck Blade up Runner's put it together. By, oh, by yes. No, no, no. Everyone. Who was it? Was it? Uh, yeah, Philip K. Dick wrote out. it. Who was it? Uh, another great sci-fi author. William Gibson. Gibson, right? He right. tells a story about going in to see right. it. He saw it, and he looked at Ridley Scott, and he's like, it's like you pulled it right out of my head. Well, he had yeah. to leave the theater, right? Yeah. So One of them had to leave the theater after the first couple of minutes, seeing the flo- floating cars, and all. she's like, I'm out of here. This is too close to what I'm writing. Yeah. This is going to spoil my brain. Well, people are never going to believe I didn't steal this. Exactly. That kind yeah. of, see, and that was back when people had a little tiny oh, bit yeah. of well, well, epic dude, decency. I wrote a story where there's a guy who cuts his way out of a dragon after being swallowed whole. Yeah. So imagine my disappointment at the end of the credits of this movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, it's all the same. <laughs>